Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. I swear to God, our, our intros are just getting better and better every single time. Uh, a little dog dog ran into the studio right now. We uh, would like to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. Uh, all right, the show brought to you tonight by Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away, 888-458-2928. The first hour by South Jersey Orthopedic Associates, 856-424-8866. So, new intern in the studio today one chris biddle joining axel and uh and you know what are we done mike are we done with the with the with the pseudo names yeah, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's be done here. with it we have uh we have adam and zach are in studio yep. with chris tonight uh we cb cb uh joining us uh as Twitter always at chris underscore biz <laughs> stop stop uh, uh, chris um you speak when you're spoken to buddy Yes, join as always. Don't think you're don't think you're Zach already. Start mouthing off in the first two minutes. Join as always by uh, my co-host Mike Gold. Mike, still still the steroid error is is very prevalent. Uh, Alex Rodriguez suspended. We talked about Ryan Braun last time. How many more are going to come out? I mean, the, this is this is getting more and more serious. It is, Kevin. Like we talked about last week, Ryan Braun gets a 65 game suspension, and he still is owed over 100 million dollars on his contract. So I think. It, I think we said, what, is he going to lose, like $3.7 million this year? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I mean, in a $100 million contract, what does that mean? So what is the incentive for these guys to stop using steroids? There is none. Basically, he gets a a, a five-month vacation, loses a couple mil, and is sitting on 100 mil. Exactly. And, you know, people are going to say his image is tarnished, but when it comes down to it, what is more important in this world, money or your image? I mean, we look at, uh, you know – People who, who are, in, are in business, we talked about this last week, and Mike and I talked about this today. Everyone's cheated. Whether you plagiarized the paper, whether you've, you've, you've looked at your neighbor's paper during a Scantron, everyone has cheated. Scantron tests are tough to cheat on, though. No, they're not. Yes, they are. How? I'll tell you how. You have those 10, you know, you have the 10 blocks. Yeah, it makes and it, little it, makes it yeah, but Kev, proof. But, Kev, no, it doesn't. You know why? Because, yeah. God forbid, you miss one. And you're going from that? Well, you're not copying you're the whole off? thing. You're, well, some, yeah, I mean, I like well, to get I mean, if you're copying the whole thing, I think that's the least of your concern. Yeah, I mean, I like, is, see, uh, I used to get a, if I took a Scantron. quick peek over, I used to get, like, get about four or six answers. Yeah, a quick peek, I feel like. If you take a quick peek over, 
Yeah, that's gonna. That, that I think you could. It, okay, I'm stuck on this one. What do they have? What do they have? You just have to. You look at the block. Okay, you're you're on 32. You look at the four, the fourth block, and you're just like, okay, two down. What's that? Okay, or you, that just, or, you just, or you just put C. When you're not sure, everything's C. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, uh, everyone's cheated. It, it's happened, which is which is pretty much my point uh, about the the entire steroid thing. I love people who who chime in on the steroid issue like they've never done anything wrong. Uh, you know, t- talking about you know, Ryan Braun, he should be crucified. He should be kicked out of baseball. Comparing him to Pete Rose, telling all these guys need to be kicked out of baseball. I understand what they did was wrong, but these people need to look at. Uh, and I understand there's forgiveness, but and this is a big thing. But there's people do things wrong, and it's. It, it, at some point, you have to look at yourself and be like, "Well, you know what? I I stole that when I was a little kid. I cheated. I plagiarized the paper when I was in college. You know, it's like, at what point are they just gonna? Is it just gonna get ridiculous of all these hypoc- hypocrites stepping up and standing on their soapboxes?" Yeah, I think I think you've <laughs> I think you've said it right, Kev. I'm not sure what's going on here. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, like you said, everybody, everybody's cheated. Um, Pete Rose, like we talked about earlier, who affected more baseball games, Pete Rose or Barry Bonds? Pete Rose or Alex Rodriguez. Definitely. Definitely the players, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I just think that these guys, I, I think, like you said, it's a little coincidental that uh, Albert Pujols goes down now and he might be a, uh, on a lengthy disabled uh, hiatus here. So mm-hmm. he might be breaking that. Did you see him run? He runs like he's 55 years old. That's because his knees are. When he put, I mean, you look at him when he's younger, he put on a lot of weight. And that's weird that his name's never really synonymous with all that uh because oh give it time give it time i mean you never know because look at look what's look what's going on now so you never know i just think you know you would think Derek cheater too like he's the guy like that's really done everything clean you would think like he would take the platform and kind of stand up for this you heard what some guy said you hear what kenny lofton said no i mean kenny lofton's basically just burying people and kenny lofton hasn't he hasn't exactly been a model of uh of excellence during his career, but he's ripping everybody now. All these other people, I forget who said it, but someone said these guys should not get paid, you know, having the contract where if they get caught once, they're done. They don't get paid. So I think the, I think the clean players are really starting to get a little bit, they're getting a little bit frustrated, I think, because all the big numbers being put up and these guys are clean and punching Judy hitters. And it's frustrating. I, I don't know. Like I, I would I have done steroids if I'm if I'm competing at second base with someone, and I know he's taking steroids and he's hitting 35 home runs, and I'm hitting four home runs? I mean, do I think about taking? And this guy's making you know 100 million dollars. Do I think about taking steroids? Possibly. Yeah, I, I think absolutely. You, you kind of have to. Sorry. Yeah, you kind of have to because. Uh, it's it's it, you're competing every single day. You're competing against people. If I'm when I was playing basketball, there was guys I know were taking steroids. None of them were on my team, but there was guys I was like, this dude is definitely on something. And it's like, well, at what point are you, or do they just get away with cheating and cheating and cheating and cheating? It's just not fair. Yeah, and cheating is going to and yeah, Ty Cobb cheated. I mean, cheating. Cheat, oh, that dog is back in the studio. Get the exterminator. Cheating has gone on for cheating has gone on for years. I mean, it's gone on for years. It's uh, sorry, we're, we're chasing. Get Adam, those dogs out of the studio. Adam is now chasing this little. It's a Chihuahua, I think. 
Get him a chalupa. Did he just say Yokiero Taco Bell? No, um, just that's good, Adam. I'll, I'll get him. In a, I'll get him out in a couple of seconds. Um, yeah, just that's fine. So anyway, yeah. So cheating's been going. Sorry about this little uh, mishap here. So cheating's been going on for you know hundreds of years. Ty Cobb cheated. Um, the you know the whole White Sox scandal when they threw the 1919 World Series. So I don't think it's any I don't think it's any revelation that players are still cheating. And it's gonna I think players are gonna continue to cheat until there's stricter laws and Major League Baseball cracks down. Um, the you know all these guys are getting the big contracts and Pujols huge contract, A Rod huge huge contract. Is Trout? Are you know? Is Mike Trout and Kev? Take take them. Yeah. All right. All right. We're we're trying to we're trying to get this dog out of the studio. There's a there's a stray animal loose in the studio. So everyone, 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 run for your lives. So I think what I think what Mike's trying to say. Mike's actually chasing it. Get the net. Get the net. So yeah, you know what Mike's trying to say. Some of these guys, you look at the, you look at their uh, what they've done, and you kind of just wonder and uh, whether or not, whether or not it's it's a steroid thing or not. But you know, my biggest thing, my biggest thing is the uh oh, come on, come on, Nick, Zach. My biggest thing is the hypocrisy. I'm here. There's there's a lot of hypocr- hypocrisy, Zach. T- tell me tell me uh, if you think so. And here, what are we talking about again? We're talking about steroids in baseball. Gotcha. Uh, you know, and steroids in all sports. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy uh, going on. Uh, people, people blaming. One sec, Kev's asked me a question, Mike. <laughs> people blaming, uh, looking at these players and acting like they've never done anything wrong. Uh, Aaron Hernandez with a with a tattoo of Jesus Christ on his back. And Murders he, people. Uh, you know, even even when we you get into the Trayvon Trayvon Martin case. Now, I a guy I I know on Facebook. I've enjoyed our time together, guys. Mike's kicking okay. me out. Um. Follow me on Twitter at the matchup zone. Thank that, you. That's us. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, the Trayvon Martin thing is interesting because uh, this guy, you know, he he's I've been following him and he just kind of on Facebook he posts some things and he's like, you know, I got commi- convicted of a crime and convicted of this crime he uh, he decides that. The court decides that he's he's innocent. He gets off and walks away. Now, I hear him talking about Trayvon Martin all the time. He's always constantly talking about Trayvon Martin and and what, how the how the law let him down and things like that. It's like, dude, this is the same law that let you off the hook. Like, why are suddenly why is suddenly the law well, not it, good? It, it, well, the law is good for him because it, it's whatever benefits people. The society is all this society is all about what benefits people. If if the law got him off, he's happy. If Trayvon Martin, you know, if Zimmerman gets, uh, you know, got off and he's mad about it, well, then what? What's the problem? I think it's it's, it's that iPad. Yeah. So you know, um, it's the Trayvon Martin case. <laughs> the Trayvon Martin case. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't particularly want to get into too much. We can be on that all night. Um, you know, the whole race race issue. I give Charles Barkley a lot of credit for coming out and defending George Zimmerman. Um, you know, not saying that I agree with the verdict or not, but um, you know that that's something we can get into for an entire show. But 
getting back to the steroids, Kev, I, I kind of changed my stance on this. I think that I think the steroid guys should get in the Hall of Fame. I think they should all be in, and I think it's up to the when you go to the, when you go to Cooperstown, you're looking at the you know you're looking at all the plaques, and then you see Barry Bonds, and it says you know 762 home runs or whatever he has. I think most people are going to agree that Hank Aaron's the you know all-time home run leader, and I think people people will always kind of say that until someone does it clean. Well, yeah, uh, it, it's true. The, people, there's always going to be an asterisk. Now we talked about letting the letting them all in. So the Hall of Fame, you let everyone in, and let the fans decide. Correct? I mean, that's that's like pretty much the consensus. Why not let them all in? Let the fans decide because there's going to be guys with asterisks next to it. And you know, people bring bring up Pete Rose, Pete Rose the player, uh, Pete Rose the manager. But there needs to be a separation between those two because there needs to be a separation between Pete Rose the manager and Pete Rose the player. Yeah, but here's the problem, Kev. Pete Rose was in baseball when he bet on baseball. So even though he wasn't a play, even though he wasn't a player, he was still part of a major league baseball team. And he was in Major League Baseball and employed by Major League Baseball. So I there's a big banner in every locker room you can go into, no betting on you know, there's no gambling. And when you're gambling on your you know, Pete says he just gambled on his team, which, you know, I don't think anyone really believes he didn't bet against his team. Um, I think it's easier to win money betting against your team than it is on your team. I mean you can put in a tired arm, a tired reliever, um, maybe leave maybe leave a pitcher in a little bit longer than Perhaps you would leave him in, you know, if you didn't have money on the game. So, I, but I, 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 you know, look, you know me, I'm a huge Pete Rose fan. Yeah. I, I, I think I think Pete should be in. Um, I, I think just let the guy, let everybody in, just let everybody in, and, uh-huh. and let let the, let fans, the fans decide. decide. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's good, there's, there's a reason for that, but again, I think the. You know the the selection process. It's based on people who who know the game. I think the fans. Once you get into the Hall of Fame, I feel like it, it doing that and letting everyone in almost discredits what the what the people who did it cleanly did. So those guys are the ones who are working hard and doing everything they need to do, and suddenly they're they're catching heat because or they're they're almost being labeled unfairly because everyone's in and now the fans decide. But it's like, well, okay, the fans decided that a guy from 1960 stinks. And this guy, it's like the fans' opinion. I think is is a little too biased. I want to know who these baseball writers are that are that are electing these guys to the Hall of Fame and who has votes. Last year, Kev Aaron Seeley got a vote. Aaron Seeley got a vote. That's horrible. I I, I just don't understand who who in their right mind would vote for Aaron Seeley. He, he was a career like a couple games over five hundred. I think. Um, you know who wouldn't vote Cal Ripken? How come How come Cal Ripken doesn't have one hundred percent of the votes? Yeah. Uh, really. I mean, who out there is saying, you know, I don't think Cal Ripken's a Hall of Famer. I don't think Ted Williams is a Hall of Famer. Now, I know Ted Williams a lot of times didn't get along with the media, but come on. Even if you didn't get along with the guy, you have to recognize the man was the greatest hitter of all time. Especially at that point, he was the greatest hitter up to that point. So uh-huh. who is not voting these guys? Like, who said Mike Schmidt is not a Hall of Famer? I don't get it. Yeah. Uh and 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 like Burt Burt Blylevin gets in like years and years later. Like to me, Kev, I think they're. I think you should be on the ballot once. Yeah, I think you should be on the ballot once. Okay. So, but the, here's the thing: there's a lot of first time 
first time people who are well, get, well, guess what? Yeah, but like people don't vote for first time on the ballot. I mean, like how many there, there's guys who are first time on the ballot who who never get in. Well, then guess what? If you're not good enough to be in there against the guys who are in the all time greats, then you're not good enough to be a Hall of Famer. Then. Yeah, but it's it's more that it's more that they decide. It's like the the writers are. There's a lot of writers who are stubborn and don't put first time first ballot hall. There's no first ballot hall of famers. There's well, then, very few. well then, then you know what? Then how many how many hall of famers get in each year? Six. Three. Three. Yeah. Is it three? Then have six get in a year. Yeah. Football has five or six or seven or whatever. Okay. Football has more. Let more guys in. Let more guys in. Uh, I mean, if you're not good enough to be in, then you're not good enough to be in. Yeah, but my Bur- thing- Burp Lyleven should. You know what makes Burp Lyleven a hall of famer now and not twelve years ago? Yeah, but I think it's just uh Hey. <laughs> I think it's just uh, the the you you getting a lot of parity when you do things like that because you you let them all in, you let a, a lot more people, you let six, you open the you open the gates, then it doesn't become as exclusive. It's like the reason it's the Hall of Fame is it's an exclusive club. It's like saying everyone who, who the who, whoever came in second in the Masters should win a green jacket. So I mean, Jesus, this is these dogs are. Uh, we couldn't get them out. Now we now we have Mike chasing them again. Hey, interns, help out. Quarter that one. All right. So again, uh, this whole dog situation is way above my pay grade. So again, uh, joining us live here tonight at the studio, the dog escaped into the uh, studio. We try to corner it. It keeps on getting back in. So now I think we finally got rid of it. Uh, hopefully, all the interns sprung into action. So that was that was a, a, a bonus. But yeah, talking steroids and baseball tonight uh, a little bit, and the effects of uh, the Hall of Fame and, and things like that. Mike obviously saying that you know let them all in, but I think it's just too exclusive of a, of a club to to be able to do something like that. Um, tonight we are joined. Uh, we will be joined by. NFL Hall of Famer, also uh, Eagles expert Ray Dinger. Ray Dinger will have uh, will be able to come in and talk to it. We'll be able to talk to him about Eagles training camp. I think a lot of questions everyone wants to know uh, the quarterback situation. Uh, you know what's going on in Eagles training camp. Uh, it's obviously clo- a little closer this year in Philadelphia as opposed to uh, Lehigh, which I know he's probably not too excited about based on you know how much he enjoyed heading up there. All right, Mike. We get those. We get those dogs out of here. Oh my god! Oh my god! Dogs one, matchup zone zero. They got the best of us, Erica. But I think they're uh, finally out um, with the dog catchers, and they're oh, gone. You know what? There's so many distractions going on in the studio right now. I'm like, I'm like blown away. The interns are, are back. They're playing. They're they're playing a my daughter's little game on the iPad. Uh, it's it's like chaos right now. And then we have, yeah. We're not saying CB's over here for the first time. We're not putting on a a good first impression Exactly. And then my wife's texting me. I'm just like, what is going on? I'm like so confused. And then, so we finally got all that, all that that situated. I'm finally feeling a little more comfortable. So, uh, you know, uh, steroids, steroids very prevalent in sports. Uh, Obviously the NFL too. I want to talk to, to Ray Dinger about that as well, because it seems like baseball it becomes a much bigger thing, and and maybe it's just because the best players are are caught. Because it's the because they're, I think because the steroid error has taken down all the the biggest numbers. 
I mean, the big, the biggest, the two biggest numbers in baseball, Kev, were seven fifty five and sixty one. Uh huh. The all time in the single season, and now like those records are, they're gone. Yeah. Because of steroids, so I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Is the the numbers. Okay. But you know, so what happens if uh, if a guy like Tom Brady or something comes out with with steroids, will it be as big of a deal as it is with uh, A. Rod and, and uh, yes. Ryan Braun? Yes, Tom Brady. Yes, but if Ryan Tannehill comes out with steroids, not that big of a story. Yeah, and I guess you know, there, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of that going on in 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 sports. Uh, the, the minor players kind of are, are caught in steroids, and no one really cares. But nobody cares when the major players. It, but what about? Uh, I mean, there's there's big name NFL players who have gotten suspended, uh, who have been who have been targeted and, and thought of. I mean, look at Ray Lewis. We talked about Ray Lewis before with the possibility of him doing PEDs, and you know, the te- there's some tests and stuff that kind of claim, but you know, it, it never was it never was came out that he was doing steroids. But it, I mean, 38 years old being able to do that and compete with the guys. Yeah, but I, I can't just say because he was 30. I mean, there are some freaks out there. Um, I'm not one of them. <laughs> you know, I can't just come out and say, you know, Ray Lewis. I mean, I don't know if he is or what he isn't, but um, football has some stricter – football is a little bit stricter in their text, their testing, test a little more frequently. Um, you know, these baseball players, they're just they're just basically like, you know what, I don't care. Yeah. They, you know, well, you know, you know what's funny? When I was, when I was playing uh, – when I was playing basketball, I always – there was – I was taking asthma medicine because I had bad asthma. And there were steroids in it, so I always thought I was always worried that I was going to get tested. Yeah. But I'd also, at the same time, you know, take a take a puff here and there after I got back from lifting mm-hmm. to, to 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 cure my asthma. Right. But I, I was I was always wondering if like if if things like that, antibiotics and things like that. If that, I'm pretty sure someone could look at you and say, no test needed here. <laughs> Wait, you took it? You t- you took it? I don't even know. Uh, what what aerosol? What how do you what's even the word to 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 say? Because you don't. It's not orally. I guess it is orally. I guess it is if you're yeah. putting it in your mouth. Yeah. See, that's why I didn't want to. That's kind of why I was that's, avoiding orally. That's, that's what you're avoiding. Now? Yeah, I was trying to really avoid orally. Um, so I was trying to like have it be like you know, aero, but it it just wasn't working. I don't think there's a name for that. But you know, Barry Bonds claimed that he rubbed something on his knee and he. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking a real turn. Didn't he say something? He rubbed something on his butt. Wasn't it on like on his butt or the yeah. clear cream or something? Yeah, he like clear? put he put something on yeah. his knee to, and yeah. knee or butt or something to kind of like soothe pain, and it was steroids. Like yeah, Dude, let me tell you that's something. what happened. Your head, your head. Wouldn't you look you know, in the mirror and be like, why? Why is my head growing so much? About, Maybe I should stop putting this knee cream on. How about Aaron Rodgers coming out and saying he will bet his entire yeah. salary that but next that, salary that he's, you know, Ryan. I mean, but do you know they have like a restaurant together in Milwaukee, so they're good friends. Right. But he actually went, and people. And here's what's funny about Twitter, is it's the public perso- perception and it's the public persona. But people are like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers blasted, finally came out and, and reprimanded Ryan Braun for what he did because he sent out a tweet, you know, kind of saying what he did was wrong and all this." It's like he's probably talking to Ryan Braun and being like, "Dude, I have to send out this t- this tweet to." Save my image. I'm just going to send it out, and you know, let's go to the bar later. It's like, but people are so foolish that they just like eat everything that's up on Twitter. Those, oh, he, he's he's completely clear of all of Aaron Rodgers. No need to. He's he's on our side now. He's he hates steroids just as much as us. It's like, dude, he's backing his friend. If your friend if your friend 
got in trouble, you'd back him too. Like, stop being. It's the same thing. It's public hip- hypocrisy, and just stop. Just stop the nonsense. Stop hating just to hate. You know, and, and I love how Ryan Braun said, "I made a mistake." No, no, you didn't. No, no, you, no, you didn't make a mistake. When you do it over and over, yeah. knowingly do it, you're not making a mistake. A mistake is you're making a decision. A, a mistake is something you do once. Yeah. You made a decision to cheat and keep on cheating, and then he plays the whole, um, the you know, everyone feel bad for me. I've let down my, you know, I have to deal. I have to deal with this. Yeah, you have to deal with it. Yeah. You did it. You deal with it. Uh huh. You knew you cheated. You stood. You stood in Milwaukee Stadium in February. Pointing your finger and saying, "I'm clean." The I urinalysis do. guy. Yeah. Or the you, the the FedEx guy. Yep. Poor yep. FedEx guy, going home to see his kids. He gets and I think you know it's funny because I, I I think I was one of the people who kind of believed it. I was like, huh, maybe you know maybe he was maybe he's right. Maybe he didn't really he did maybe the guy. Well, you <laughs> Kev, you like to believe in people when he stands up there and says, you know, you're like, ah, oh, you know what, this guy's pretty. But it's such about a it. stupid technicality. He got off, but he kept, by a technicality, obviously he didn't end up getting off. But it was such a stupid technicality, and people were believing him, like myself, just saying, oh, you know, that sounds that sounds reasonable. That sounds viable. That he could. That the guy waited a half hour, or like twelve hours, and suddenly it's a completely different sample. Right. Well, Brian Braun's his his image is forever tarnished. He's a liar, a cheat, and what else? And and no good. <laughs> and I wish I never laid eyes on him. <laughs> Way to go, old school there, Mike. That's so, it. Again, we'll be joined uh, tonight by uh, Eagles Insider, uh, CSN Philly, six ten WIP, uh, writer and and host Ray Dinger. <laughs> Ray Dinger will be joining us tonight. Um, can you hear, still hear them? All right. So the people out there can definitely still hear that dog outside our studio. Anyone have a uh, – no, I'm not going to say that. I'll pee all over me. Uh, but, you know, Ray Dinger will be joining us. Uh, works for – writes for CSN Philly uh, on 610 WIP, also on CSN uh, as an, as an analyst for the Eagles. And uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer Ray Dinger will be joining us uh, tonight in probably about a few minutes now. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the match underscore up zone and Facebook the match up zone. Give us a call if you want to. If you have a question for Ray, if you want to talk about steroids or uh, anything else, one three four seven two one five eight one two six is the call in number tonight. And uh, Follow the website, www.thematchupzone.com. We're still working on it, trying to get it to be a finished product. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was our show. <laughs> our show. Or, we're, or still a year. Work, we're still working out the kinks. It's our 26th show. <laughs> <laughs> like, like how to uh, get do- keep dogs out of your studio? Well, um, you wonder, and the interns, you know, you wonder what they're good for. Well, I think Zach's over there playing Candy Crush. He's playing Candy Crush. Honestly, we just need to look good. <laughs> See, I and here's and here's what I was talking about with the interns uh, last time. Uh, we were talking about. I feel like Adam. I think Adam kind of wants to be here. I think Adam kind of likes this, and and he's. I think he's good. I think he's. he's here's the problem. He's he's very sad. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Yeah, you finish. Because I think because Zach, Zach's definitely listening to music or something. Zach, but Zach's a bully. Like Zach, I feel, and that's I feel, the problem. Like, he's a bully. I feel like Whatever Zach does, Adam will do. Like Zach will no, bully Zach has Adam. no influence over. That's him. ridiculous. Because I, hear me? yes, 
Because I texted you today, and I was like... Yeah, but did you see I answered first, and then Zach copied my exact text? I just thought he you stole bo- your phone. Oh, I ignored you the entire day. I, Until, that was funny when you were like, Sniff, if you, uh, if you got this. <laughs> I, found that, yeah. I found that humorous. But like, uh, that's what I, I felt like then Zach responds the exact same thing, and I'm just like, well, what's going on? And that's why I just feel like Zach's bigger than you. He's a little stronger Zach's than you. Zach's a teddy bear, all right? Yeah, but Look Zach, Zach's like the alpha male over there. He's, he's not even paying attention. He sh- I don't know why he's. I, I don't think he can hear. He's There's probably no has, way. He probably turned see. other music on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. <laughs> but like, like I was saying, there is no incentive to come here. What, candy cakes? I'll take those. Yeah, but those, and here's those the, cookies. And here's why it should. Here's why Zach should be incentive to come here because Zach. Yeah, because he. This is what he wants to kind of study. He wants to go to school and and kind of study this. So. That's why I said, you know, that's this is this would be an incentive. And here's the funny thing: when we asked for interns, we said we put a tweet out. Within 30 seconds, Zach had responded saying, "I'm in," and within 36 seconds, Adam had responded and said, "I'm in." Zach's been doing this longer than me. He's been doing. Yeah, this that's true. But yeah. like, you you came on because you were like, "I really want to do it too." But that's the thing. Like, you guys were so into it, and now it's just like. How, well, how long? It's not like we've been here for like one week, and we're like, "Oh, geez." But you say so you're burned out already for two hours a week. But the funny thing is, the show runs smoothly when they're not here. When they're not here, yeah. Why are we here? <laughs> hey, I'll take now, my, I'll take my paycheck now. We'll be on our way. Now here here's the thing. Now I I give you this option because we asked around people. Some people responded they liked oh, wait, you. Some people didn't. Let me chime in real quick. Okay, you know what I found okay. humorous what? when uh, you guys were on that Twitter rampage and it was just like tweet after tweet about interns and then uh, shout out to Barefoot something. You know, they were like, uh, "Oh, if you need interns, we have thousands." Or oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was that was funny. funny. I was like, They're not even going to do anything about that. <laughs> I retweeted and said, "Thanks yeah. for the info." Yeah. I was that like, was "Great, funny. I appreciate that." Yeah, that's. <laughs> hey, interns, come to come to a small studio with dogs in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and uh, sit in while we just yell at you and berate you the entire time. But, I mean, here here's the option I'm giving you. You guys, it's not. No one's putting a gun to your head to be here. So if you guys don't want to, if you guys are are like, eh, it's annoying to you, then by all means, like we're not gonna be, I'm not gonna be mad at you. We're not gonna hold grudges or anything like that. We'll I, I, may. I may. We'll still be friends. Yeah, you, I would still. Yeah, we'll still be cool. Cool. All right, is that cool with you? No, I'm still coming. Just, just, oh. just do us a favor. Just stay no. till the end of tonight's show. Yeah, just have to. Just do it. What? Wait, what do you want to get home for? Uh, shout out to uh, Golf Channel, The Big Break. <laughs> No, you watched the Big Break. Oh, that's true. Mexico, Big Break, Break. Is it Mexico? Now, yeah. now here, here's the two interns we have who are currently paying attention. Are are both? They're very similar. Well, besides Chris's hairy legs look and nothing alike. Well, I look like I'm 23, Kevin. That's true. Good point. Older than you. There. If if people looked at our legs, they would definitely think you were older than me. That's not a full. That's not a full moon. You see, that's not a full moon, people. There is not a werewolf there's in our no, studio. Yeah, there's no full moon tonight. Is uh, just, just Chris Fiddle. Been shaved this morning. It's See, awful. and that's. <laughs> I guess this is why the interns, because we started doing with, this with Zach and Adam. Like right away, we were just blasting them every episode, and then now they're like kind of sick of it. Man, I just want to pledge my allegiance for the next three weeks to come in here. <laughs> <laughs> then unfortunately, I'll be out for eight months. Yes, yeah, so Chris will be heading off to uh, college. And uh, playing it's hard to believe. Playing basketball. Yes, he is at, at Catholic University. Yep, it's gonna be cool. DC. DC. DC's gonna, most wanted. Gonna come visit me, Kevin. 
Yeah, well, well, we're gonna we're, we're gonna, Mike and I will do a show in Georgetown. You set it up, we'll come down. You can be our special yeah, intern. Gotta, I'm not sure they'll like me in Georgetown. Well, yeah, I'll see you. Uh, I think I'll visit you. Are you teaching this year? Yeah. Oh, sweet. That's fine. I have the teacher. Uh, do I get an A? No. Are you talking to the microphone? Are you gonna tell me you couldn't hear me? <laughs> I, I was literally it's here. All I had to do was like that. Just turn your head. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Well, it's just a, it's just a setup out? thing. So Chad, like, like, like I was like I was saying um, earlier, getting back to it, that did you see Jeter hits a home run in his first. Yeah. You know, I found this story. The Yan- it's fine. The Yankees signed Soriano, and I'm going to my buddy. Uh, he, you know, he had a horrible year in Milwaukee. Terrible, terrible, terrible. First game, the guy goes four for five. Home run and knocks in the winning run. It's like oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. As soon as you put on the Yankees oh. pinstripes, like you can hit. Yeah. Well, I think that where was he playing before? He was playing. Uh, I want to say. Where the heck was he playing? I don't even know where he was playing before, but it's like it was like a Chicago. Play- was he with Chicago? The Cubs, yes, maybe. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you're you're kind of going. I don't even know what the Cubs' record is. Are they? They're horrible. Yeah. So they're going nowhere. It's like one of. It's like the yeah, same thing. Breathe you, new life. Now you look at you look at what Hunter Pence did when he left Philadelphia. The Philadelphia last year was kind of on a downward spiral, and then he leaves, and he suddenly he's he's ridiculous playing for San Francisco. So I think players kind of – it's the same thing when he left Houston to come to Philly. It's mm-hmm. like they they kind of turn it on, and players can turn it on and off. It, it depends did, on the climate, you know, where you are and your your surroundings and stuff you, like did that. Did you hear who the three unhappy – like apparently the Phillies have a little dissension going in the clubhouse. There's three unhappy guys in the clubhouse. Papelbon. All right, give me the three. Can you name the three guys that are unhappy in the, in, in the clubhouse right now for the Phillies? Papelbon. Well, name three, and I'll tell you if you get them right. Okay. Uh, I see. I don't. I I'm gonna say him, but I don't. I don't really think it. Cliff Lee, and who else is on the training block? There's no way Chase Chase Otley. No, you got two out of three. Who is it? Papelbon's unhappy. Cliff Lee's unhappy. Okay. And Jimmy Rollins is unhappy. Jimmy Rollins. You know what? I started what right there. Unhappy but about? I started right there with those three. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Exactly. All three of you guys. You're unhappy. See ya. Yeah. See ya. I mean, Papelbon's useless. What is here Jimmy anyway. Rollins unhappy about? I don't know. I mean, Jimmy Rollins. What's Jimmy Rollins? He got, he got the extension. Why does Jimmy Rollins? What does he have to be unhappy about? Uh, they're just unhappy right now. You're I mean, the leader of this team, and, you, and you're unhappy, and you can't hit. That's yeah. The, here's an issue. If you're the leader of this team and you're unhappy, there's a problem. There's a huge problem. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of a little surprised by Cliff Lee. Yeah, Cliff Lee. A well, little bit. Here's Cliff Lee, and pa- I understand Papelbon's. Comments and I saw how to. He I was understand getting, Papelbon too. He doesn't get any chances to work. It's like yeah, well, like I came here to win. I came here to get saves, and I haven't, I haven't pitched in twelve days. It's yeah, like no, a, it's understandable. It's frustrating. Yeah, but so I, I get. Well, on the other hand, though, the guy's making more money than ever any closer ever has in yeah. the game. So suck it up. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, there's some people they like the money, but they care about winning. I think Papelbon's one. Of, I think Cliff Lee's definitely one of them. He wants to win a World Series. That's, Does Cole Hamels want to win? Because it doesn't look like yeah, I don't his know. record doesn't yeah, indicate that. It doesn't that. reflect that. Jesus. That, what, that, but, but, that road but, trip was just brutal. Uh, well, you know what? This this was the week of reckoning here with the uh, Cardinals and Tigers. And I think, uh, what are the Phillies now? Nine games out, ten games out, something like that. Yeah. I think it's time uh, you blow this thing up and kind of just start over. Look at what the look what the Sixers are doing. I mean, the the, the window is closed, you know. And Kevin, let, let's be honest. If they if for some some stream of luck they do get into the playoffs this year, I mean they can't win a World Series. Yeah, there's no. They're chance. not good enough. No, 
they're not good enough. You look at the Cardinals. You look at the Cardinals roster. I mean, they they have guys. They don't have any huge names. They just have guys, good hitters. I mean, Schumacher, Craig, David, uh, David Freeze, their leadoff hitter. I never uh, Chris or uh, Matthews or something. Their leadoff hitter. Um, you know, they have a nice pitching staff, but they just have a, they just have guys who hit line drives. They have guys who get two outs, two out hits. The Phillies have way too much, way too many strikeouts in their lineup. They don't hit. They don't have clutch hitting. When Ben Revere went down, that was a huge, huge blow. That was because he huge. was hitting. He was playing. Huge. Well, the, here's the problem. Like when their original lineup is in, I think they 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 can be a tough team. I mean, look at what the Giants did. The Giants weren't that, but they had good pitching. If this, yeah, when, but they also had timely hitting too. Like, but like you, you think of who you're missing from this team. You're missing Roy Holiday. Mm-hmm. You're missing Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. You're missing uh, Dominic Brown, Ben Revere, and Chooch. Chooch like, Chooch has been yeah. off and on. And, I mean, Lance Nix is just a tr- – I've I, I just never seen anything. He's batting 181. It was his first hit since April. Since April the other yesterday, he had his first hit since April. And it was when they were down, like, 13 13-0. It was 13-3. It's like it, – it's just one of those things that just it, – it boggles my mind. Why – like, why – at some point, you just have to say, okay – Cut my losses. Get we need we need help. Like their bench is is atrocious. The bench and, is horrible. And it it's always seems like they get they really they, get. They the year they won the World Series, they had a nice bench. I mean, you had Dobbs, who was one of the best pinch hitters in baseball. Yeah. You had um, Br- Eric Brun- Eric Bruntler was, was, nice, was a nice player. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean hitting the World Series. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Game. You know the the second half of game, whatever it was, five or six. Yeah. Um. Uh, who else was on that bench? Um. Who else was? I feel like another. I'm like trying to th- think of the poster I have. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the guys who are on that team. Uh, I'm gonna look that up real quick. Yeah, but see. you know the, the the point is they get exposed. They they overspent and they got this whole entire enormous. You know, they took a lot of enormous contracts on one player and they didn't really spread it out, which is how they won the first World Series. You had Cole Hamels, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, but none of them were making, it was early in their careers, none of them were making ridiculous money. And it's just, now you're looking at the at the team and it's just like there's the, the bench guys are making nothing, the league minimum probably, cause, and they're, they're, they're showing it because they're terrible. And it's just, it's not, it's just not a good situation. Now, how we forget, how we forget Matt Stairs, that huge home oh, yeah, hit Matt against Stairs. the Dodgers. Because uh, Jeff Jenkins had another big, Jenkins, big yeah. hit in the World Series. Yeah, that's true. But they, so they had some they had some talented talented guys. Matt Stairs. I have a shirt. Yeah, I mean Stairs is a guy who could go yard anytime he stepped up to yeah. the plate. I you mean, don't have that. On the I, bench yeah, now. I mean when Lance Nick steps up to the plate, you have, no, you have, you have yeah. no threat. Um, I mean even when Tommy was here pinch hitting for a little bit, I mean he yeah, still he had the, like, yeah. he was, but he still had the threat. I mean I remember that one stretch that one week he put together he had like three home runs. I mean he could he could still is a threat to go yard. Yeah. Um. None of these. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It, it's yeah. It's it, Chris Coast. We had Chris another Coast. guy coming off the bench. Well, Chris know, Coast was like that long term. He was like a Kratz, but he was he was a little more hard nosed. Uh, I think he was a better leader. He had been in the minors for a long time and and kind of got his got his shot and really took advantage of it. Uh, but it, it's the same thing. You had all the players were young. They weren't making a ton of money, and it's just it was they nice. Were hung, they were hungry. They were hungry. Now it's like you, that hunger is almost gone. And that's what we talk about, guys like Papelbon who have the money, but they still are hungry. But Cliff Lee's the best pitcher they have right now, 
and Jonathan Papelbon has has had his ups and downs, but at the same time he's see he hasn't pitched. My my thing with Cole Hamels, Kev, do you think Cole Hamels can deal with the pressure of you know being the number one starter? When he was in the World Series, I mean, when he uh, you know, he was the opening day starter this year. Yeah. I don't know if he's cut out for that kind of pressure. I, I think he's happy being, being the number the three, second, being the number yeah, three starter. No pressure goes in. You know, you're not. You know, you're not the guy who's supposed to stop a winning streak. He's yeah. Just, he's. I think it's a little more in his comfort zone. A little more his, his. His niche. His niche and his. I'm from L.A. I'm a little bit more laid back. Yeah. Um, where Roy Halladay, where Roy Halladay, he wants, he wants, he wants it, to be yeah. the number one. And that, and, and he likes the pressure. You know how, how much of that could have screwed them up this year? You, you put you put Hamels first, and now everyone takes a step back, and it's like the confidence from from them, like mm-hmm. Holiday, like, well, why am I not the ace? Yeah, but, Lee, I, don't, like, but I'm I don't the think. But I don't think a guy. I don't think that could, will bother a guy like Holiday. I think he still goes out and just does his business. He works hard. I don't think that would bother Holiday. Yeah. I, but it would. It would. If let's say Hamels was the number one all the time all uh-huh. for years, and all of a sudden Halliday's the number one, I think that bothers. I think that would bother Hamels because yeah. he's just a little weak. He's a little more weak minded. Yeah, exactly. And you can see when he gets frustrated, things things start to yeah, fall apart. Yeah, starts starts kind of looking at his teammates, throwing the arms up. Um, yeah, I mean it's, this thing is just gone sour in a hurry. This yeah. last week is just kind of well. That's the you thing. Know, my, you, my biggest fear, Kev, is Ruben Amaro is going to say, you know what? We're only so and so, and we have a lot of games left with the Braves. Um, we're getting Halliday back. Yeah, I say, and, like you said, sell at least but, Papelbon but, and Lee. Yeah, but you know, too, like what Ruben Amaro said, we think about now too is people are going to stop going to the games, and not that people are going. A ton of people are going now, but if you sell and blow it up, nobody's going anymore. So now you have to worry about filling the seats, getting people in there. Um, I don't know. I, I just think I hope Ruben does the right thing and just blows it up and starts over. Get rid of Charlie. Bring Sandberg in. And you and you, you look at the. I mean, they got the young pitcher out of Cuba. You have Dominic Brown, who's a very good young player. Uh, it's there. There's there's talent there. I think you know Darren Ruff has kind of. You, you still don't. You, still, yeah, you have to give him. You have to give him a full season. Yeah, know, you really don't. Because I mean, people have started labeling Dominic Brown and right. with kind of a short term stint. So you still really don't know what you have with uh, with everyone, and uh, it's 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 too. But you you got Utley who's going, Rollins who's going, Michael Young's going to be out. Get but you have, out. Yeah, Chooch. So it's like then you have you still. I think Ben Revere was coming around. He could. He was starting to get hit. He was starting to, you know. See, the thing is, like, if you keep a guy like Ham, like how old Hamels, twenty eight, twenty nine, somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, if you keep a guy like Hamels, is he really around when you get like how effective is he when you get good? Yeah. Yeah, because you know, this team, this team's three, four, five years away from from being relevant. Yeah. So in three, four, five years, Hamels is thirty three years old. So now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a second, what what are we doing here? Yeah. So I mean, the rebuilding process has to it has to probably start now. So we'll see what what Ruben does. He has until Wednesday, the trade deadline to uh to decide. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna be interesting. But uh, yeah, our <laughs> our crack team here. You know what? And here's the thing. Here's the going back to the interns. Here's what I was trying to trying to work on. I was trying to get it to. To be like a newsroom situation. I watched Newsroom and I was like, I don't know if anyone's. Newsroom. It's, it's a show on HBO and I was like, 
watching it, you had so many people behind the scenes doing a thousand different things, and it's like while the show's going on, they're getting information. Well, we're looking, <laughs> we're looking at our interns. One doesn't have a computer. One is playing golf on his phone. Zach is got doing God knows what on my iPad. And Kevin, if I could chime in here, you said yes, yourself uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, so, that's uh, true. But that's what I'm working here. That's what I'm trying to trying to build towards of like that newsroom newsroom situation where everyone's kind of up and down and and things are, things are starting to move. You're a big like like I am. I, I'm, you're a big like whatever show's hot. You're yeah. you're all in. Well, that, here's the thing. Newsroom. I heard about it last year, and uh, my friend told me. My here's my my. You know Z. Yeah. Zahir McGee. He writes for. Uh, he wrote for Private Practice. He now writes for Scandal, which which is another big show, and he lives out in L.A. He kind of gives me the scoop of what's good. So he'll be he'll call call me and be like, you know, what are you watching? He'll be like, do you see Newsroom and stuff? And I'll be like, oh, I didn't see it yet. The Wire was the same thing. So he kind of turned me onto it. I didn't really end up watching it until this year, and I was blown away. It's just so good. And like, you know, I'm, I can't take Jeff Daniels seriously. I can't take him seriously after being a dumb and dumber. dumber yeah. I see him in that shagging wagon. I see him in that driving around that dog. For God's sake, just give me the number. I got worms. Like that's all. I, that's all I see is him in that movie. Well, and but and, and it's it's funny because after the first episode, you kind of start seeing him in a different light. You start <laughs> seeing his foot's on fire. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 definitely a good show, and you can't beat it. Plus, you know, there's Olivia Munn's in it. I don't know if you know Olivia Munn. No. Yeah, she's is, that, is she worth googling right now? She is. She's 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 my top five list right there. She's in the top five. Definitely. Let's take a look at Olivia Nunn. Olivia Munn. Olivia. Well, this isn't good, Kev. I I, go, I put Olivia in, and her name doesn't even come up. I mean, how hot is she? Because you're putting Olivia in. If you put I just Olivia... put Olivia. I didn't put anything else. Olivia Wilde, Olivia Newton-John, Olivia. The well, Hell Olivia Wilde's in there too, in the top five. Well, who's Olivia Wilde? What am I? Olivia Munn. Oh yeah. Olivia. Yeah, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. So if your name's Olivia, you're in, right? <laughs> Well, my daughter's name's Olivia. Olivia Munn. Wow, this is just weird. Well, it's just it's like it uh, it looks favorably. Olivia Olivia Munn is is very pretty. Oh yeah. Yeah, she. I mean, she's not bad looking. No, she's not. <laughs> Keep it in your pants over there, interns. 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 <laughs> um. Well, I can't even see Zach's hands right now, so. Oh Jesus! This show. Oh, man. Show me your hands, Zach. <laughs> um, yeah, she's uh, she's not bad looking. Yeah, so you know, I don't know who like. See, I don't watch a lot of movies, and I don't know a lot of the up and coming like, but I don't know like a lot of the hot shows with the hot girls, so I don't know. So you don't have a top five list? No, I know I have no top five list. I mean, how do you not have a top five list? I don't know. I don't. I don't watch enough shows to really know who. Yeah, but like, like you've seen, you've turned on the TV, right? And like, I've like looked at a mag. I'm sure like Rachel gets magazines and stuff like that, and you've pieced through them. I have like my I have my top five list signed. Give me, give, me, give me a top five. All right. First, well, first and foremost, Natalie Portman. She's always going to be there. Natalie Portman. Let's take a look. At, let's take a look at her. So I, as we do it, all the horny uh, interns are googling it. And horny and, and, co-host. And co-host. <laughs> yeah, Natalie Portman is definitely number one. She's yeah, always yeah. she's been my number one since I was like since I saw Star Wars. I was like, okay, you're all right, in my book, there, lady. Okay, who else? Okay, so uh, definitely Natalie Portman. 
I'm gonna. I'm trying. I'm not. I'm not putting him in any kind of order because yeah. I'm not really ready for that that challenge yet. Olivia Munn. Okay. Uh, Mila Kunis is in there. I've never heard of these people. Really? Olivia Olivia Wilde. Now, have you ever, you never saw F- uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. Best movie. Best movie. Yeah. So funny. Uh, Mila Kunis, Lauren Conrad from LC from the. Uh, from Laguna Beach, the no, hills. Don't know. You know what? You no, know it's funny. I don't. You, Laguna Beach was like the. It was when MTV kind of was cool. When I was like, I would think I was in college when when Laguna Beach came out, and you'd still watch MTV because it was you know you only got like 15 stations at college. Laguna Beach had you know a bunch of young kids from Laguna Beach, California, and they all be kind of became celebrities that turned into the hills. And God knows, I, I think there was probably another spinoff after oh, that. Oh, I I know my number one. Okay. Yeah, that's true. My number one is uh, I don't even know her freaking name right now. What is uh, she was uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. I'm gonna say Jessica Biel. Yeah. Yeah. We mean eh? Seriously? No, I mean eh. Hold on a second. I I've seen a radio show. They can't see pictures. Yeah. Like here's my here's my thing. I when you're when you're Google imaging people, I I can see them in my mind. Like I there's no picture you're gonna show me that I'm gonna be like oh I she's in my top five. Yes, I know who she is. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, that's like, I think that's my top Chris, five. Uh, get on Jessica B. I mean, seriously, tell me. Tell me. Am I, why you say Chris and point at me? I mean, you, Adam. We looked her up. I mean, she's all right. She's probably a four out of ten. There you go. Yeah, dude, I've, come on. I mean, dude. dude, dude she, I mean, she's. That like I said, there's no picture you're gonna show me that I'm gonna about? just like she, ju- jump in. She eats Natalie Portman for lunch. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. First off, okay, and there, dude, they've all seen the same picture. Everyone's everyone's seen it. Zach, Zach, who do you who do you like over here? Zach, he can hear us. Who who's your top five? All right. What'd you say? Keep doing him. <laughs> Keep doing you. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. So, all right. Who's who? Yeah. So, okay. My top five: Natalie Portman, Olivia Munn, Lauren Conrad, Mila Kunis, and Olivia Wilde. So two Olivias in there. Yeah. That's my. That's the top five list. And on the on the outskirts is Hayden. Panette or Panette, and you know who I used to see? Yeah, who? Yeah, she's on like Neutrogena commercial. She's married to or dating like Klitschko, the big Russian boxer guy. Yeah, he, she's dating him. I saw the whole documentary on them. That's why I was just. That's why she kind of caught my eye. Up. I was like, oh, this one's not bad. But that's like this is kind of that's that that's that's my top five there. Yeah, she doesn't care. I've told her my top five before. Shout out. By the way, speaking speaking of my wife, she uh, divorce papers will be served by tomorrow. She, no, speaking of my wife, she wrote uh, was talking about Jessica Biel. She's uh, no, she's saying she's she no, she's saying that she she agrees. She said Jessica Biel was voted the hottest girl in America. Dude. Mila Kunis. Like the, here's the thing, and here's the thing, because you have those Maxim lists, and the and God, like all those magazines have a list of the hottest girls in the world. If you're 
a top ten girl, you're going to win it one year because it's right. from year to year you don't change that much. Things don't change that much. You're not going from completely unheard of to being number one. So if you're no, number I, one, I was like never a big Pamela Anderson fan. No, I'm I'm with you. You know, Pam Anderson and like, you know, who I liked when I was younger though, Jenny McCarthy when she was doing Singled Out. You're probably you might not even remember that show, do you, Kev? Singled, Singled Out. Out. Yeah, I, it yeah. was like uh, Jenny McCarthy on, yeah, being was crazy. On, yeah, it was on MTV, I think. Um, she was. Uh, I liked her. Who else? Um, that's it. Yeah. So you have two. That's it. No, well, that was going back. Jessica Biel now and. Um, who I mean, who else? There has to be other people. There has to be other people you know. But like, and here's the thing, and this is what people don't understand. Like, you you give, you suddenly go out and and you make this top five list. People have this top five list, and a friend of mine always talks about his top five list. He's just like, oh, you know, these these are girls. I get a hall pass with them. I'm like, dude, cut the crap. Like, none of these girls are ever gonna sleep with you. If you met them, you're gonna be too nervous to even talk to them. A, B, you're not going to be able to seduce any of them. Like you're just, it's. Right. And I don't care who. It, I don't care if you're you're the you're the best looking dude in the world. Like you're, it's just, it you you can't just jump into a celebrity and just be like, oh, you know, let's date. Like I'm gonna, I get a hall pass with you. Like I'm married, but you know, let's let's have first a all, night. First of all, it's hard to date celebrities if you're not a celebrity. Yeah, but some but celebrities. Some do, some Matt do, Damon some... got it right. He he dated. A, he's married to a girl who's not a celebrity. You know what Brad Pitt said. uh said to Matt Damon, he was just like, Matt Damon was talking about how he, he walks his kids to school every day and drops them off the bus stop. Brad Pitt's like, I wish I could do that. Because he can't. Because Brad Pitt's it's like a, it's a dog and pony show every time he walks outside of his house. Matt Damon has more privacy because he married a civilian. So it's, it's, but what does that have to do with Matt Damon's? I mean, just he marries, what, does that have to, what does that have to do with his popularity that he married a civilian? He's still Matt Damon. Because like she's a, like she's, not, not, she's a norm. Like okay, not, a norm. Like a non celebrity. A, a non celebrity. Yeah. But but how does him marrying a non celebrity lower his popularity? It doesn't. But he. Yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's just doubled. It's just doubled. With, doubled. Uh, like, yeah, people. There's, there's still people jo- probably oh, yeah. all over the place. But gotcha. when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, it's like becomes a super couple. Yeah. Like they have na- like Brangelina and stuff like that. It, they have these it. these whole moniker. But Matt Damon doesn't have that because he married a norm. Gotcha. As they say. So. I think it's pretty interesting, you know, in celebrity and stuff like that. And I was thinking about this when I was driving through Hanfield today. Uh, I was driving. No, but like Mike and I, Mike and I will meet uh, on Mondays and, and discuss the show. We like to get the interns, but we, I mean, Mike and I said just, it's, just getting them, getting them here is yeah. good. And I mean, that's just a treatment in, in and of itself. Well, Chris, Chris. No, Chris was here at six thirty. Yeah. Chris, next Monday we're meeting at what's it called? Saxby's. Saxby's. I love Saxby's. There you go. We're meeting. Don't I, I fool. No, no, we're, we're meeting at Murano's. Murano's. Oh, yeah? Get a nice fresh cut. Don't. Well, high top face. Go ahead. Don't fool for the whole come at 6.30 thing. We fell for that for a solid amount of time. Ted doesn't even come until 6.45. I had a game tonight. You have a game every Monday. How'd it go? I have a Monday night, Monday and Wednesday. I don't know. We were up at halftime. I left. You are a horrible coach. Why? You I, told, I, I'm, I was there. I could have not even showed up. You know, you know. Yeah, Darby Festa, coach. It was my assistant coach of the game, and then when I let, leave, she she takes over. PVI? No, we played. Uh, we were playing uh, Cinnamonson tonight. Oh, the Pirates. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cinnamonson Pirates. Pirates. We're up. We're up at the halftime. At half. So. Promising future for the Cherry Hill East uh, Cougars. Cougars. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see. You can't we get. Shall. You can't get me. You can't get a school nickname past me. 
What, high school or college? High school. You can't get a high school by me. What about college? How are you at college? I'm, I'm okay at college, but high school you can't get me. Yeah? Yeah, give me one. Uh-huh. Uh, give me another one. <laughs> Trenton Catholic. The Iron Mikes. But keep it keep it. Wait, wait, wait. Who did you say? The Iron Mikes. Trenton Catholic yeah. is the Iron Mikes. Wait, what was the first one? Uh, <laughs> Trenton Catholic. One. No. That was uh. the first one. Abigami. Braves. Uh, Holy but, Spirit. Spartans. Yeah. By the way, just for the record... He could just be, he could just be I, I making these right up. Uh, I know. There's no fact check here. How about Atlanta Christian? Oh, man. Nah, no, I do. Keep it in a real Ooh. school. Come on, Mike. That was a good one. A real school. People, people nobody, from Atlanta, nobody even knows Anyone Atlanta listening Christian from Atlanta Christian? Um, my favorite, my two I like the Iron Mikes. I like... Iron what, Mike's a good one. What is a Chimera? That's Willingboro. That's Willingboro. They, they got us two years ago. The Chimeras. And, and then another one, the Vineland Fighting Clan. You gotta like those fighting clan out of Vineland. Yeah, That's cool. tough. Yeah. How about Shalik? They're the Cougars too. Oh, yeah? Yes, Jeez. they are. I'm gonna get by Mike Gould. That's it. I well, think they're the Cougars. No, they're, nothing except a good TV nothing show. Nothing except a good TV show, a movie, or a, or a movie. hot actor, actress. <laughs> Other than that, I'm pretty good. Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale. By the way, um, Mike Trout up here? Uh uh-uh. uh. Local guy. No so, Mustangs. So, so you don't have anyone, even in sports, like there's no one else that you can I even... think Tom Brady's good looking. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be. Like, I mean, honestly, Tom Brady's a good looking dude. Yeah, he is. But, like, 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 no, look. I, but you know what? I'm okay to admit. I'm okay well, in my sexuality a, yeah. to be able to say Tom, Tom Brady is a good look. Peyton Manning, he's got a face yeah. like a foot. Yeah. Well, that's the... Tom Brady, good looking dude. I mean, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, well, I mean, look at this true. guy's life. Good-looking dude, millionaire, a model, a hot model for a wife, and he's who, a quarterback who, who makes like as much who as he does. more than him. Yeah, and he's a quarterback of the New England Patriots. I mean, like one of the best teams in football. I, I mean, this guy's just he like, just has, he's going to hell or something. He's like yeah. sold his soul or, oh, or something. Kidding. Something happened there because. But I feel like a lot of quarterbacks are good-looking dudes. Well, I feel like it's like the almost the position when you when you're growing up, it's like the the quarterback's always the one that gets the girls. If you're Yep. If you're like the wide receiver as your freshman year, yeah, if you're the nose you're not guard, getting, yeah, you're like you're like you're getting a few of the girls because you're a good-looking guy. They're just like, dude, switch to quarterback, and you're like, all right, I'm Jimmy Cashman. What was he? Bernie Kozak. Was he a tackle? Well, he's at Boston College. Yeah, uh, I guess it's redshirt red freshman. Yeah. Are we talking Hanfield? Yeah, alum? Jim Cashman. Yeah, but he's was he like six 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 seven six seven? Be, like I don't know two eighty. He's over three hundred now. Over three hundred. Did he play basketball? No. Nah. Growing up, he did, but yeah, um, he was he was took tough, football yeah. pretty seriously. Yeah, the softy on the inside, let me tell you. Really, eh, nice kid. Nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, I mean, Tom, Tom Brady's good looking. No, guys. Like, I like, agree. Like, a guy like um, who what like uh, I don't I don't Victoria, think we should start ra- rating good, the hottest quarterbacks out there. No, I, I just think like. <gasps> Nah, Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco not a bad looking dude, but like I'm trying like Peyton Manning. Because you look like him. Yeah. No, you do look a little like Joe Flacco. Many people have pulled me. People yeah. have people have town. He lives in Haddonfield. People have stopped me. He lives in Haddonfield. Yeah, the house in Haddonfield. Yeah. People have stopped me and been like, "Are you Joe Flacco?" I'm like, "What?" Yeah, just because, I think it's ugly. I think it's just because I'm tall. Yeah. No, I don't believe that at all. I, I, oh, that or Brian Zubek. Just like, why are, are people <laughs> are, are people stopping Brian Zubek and saying, are "Hey, are you Kevin Owens?" Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of any other quarterbacks right now. But um, the other good-looking quarterbacks. I don't, Aaron, well, like Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah not he's not good. bad. Um, uh, yeah, he's, I'm, he's I'm sure, frightening. I'm sure girls love him because girls love the whole tattoo. Yeah, I can see that. I like. And dude, by the way, RG3 is a monster. Yeah, he is. Did you see him the other day? He was on TV like in a in a, in a Under Armour like dry fit. Oh my god. Yeah, he's big. He's a monster. Yeah, he's. Uh, well, here's the thing, and we talked about it before. No matter what. No matter what you look like, even if you look like, I mean, who's the who's a disgusting quarterback? Um, Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, but Peyton Manning has has a lot going for him. I'm talking about like a run of the mill NFL quarterback. Like Peyton Manning, he's obviously going to get the, the hottest girl because yeah, yeah, he's Peyton yeah, yeah. Manning. Okay, run of the mill quarterback. Um, like who's the, like Drew Brees, an ugly dude. Yeah, he's got the scar. Thing, yeah, but he, again, same thing. Face. Like yeah. he's 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 Drew Brees. Like yeah. we're, I'm talking. I'm talking like a backup, you know, a guy who's just like AJ Feely though. AJ Feely, he got Heather. AJ Feely, I don't think was a bad looking dude though. Heather, he got Heather, Mitch, Heather Mitch was always in Philly, yeah, at the yeah. club. The well, club, she played yeah. for the Philadelphia yeah, soccer team. Yeah, yeah. That was Pat Burrell. Pat Burrell was with her for a while, I think. She got Burrell. She got Burrell. By the way, Pat Burrell, <laughs> Pat Burrell's like fake Twitter account or real, it's hysterical. The it's parody, the funniest, it's hysterical. It's the funniest Twitter account I've ever. It's read. hysterical. You it's gotta like, follow the 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 parody Pat Burrell Twitter account. It's, it's hysterical. I think it's called like at Pat the Batter. Uh, I forget. Uh, we, Adam, look up the fake Pat Burrell because uh, it's it's so funny. All he does is talking about it's like. It's like talking about having sex with like the wives of every player he ever played with and every current Philly and every oh, yeah. It's so yeah, funny. It's so funny. It is it is it is pretty ridiculous. Now Pat Burrell, I don't think he was like a tremendous looking guy either, but he had those bushy eyebrows. Well it's funny. Remember Cuba Libre in Philly? You ever go to the place Cuba Libre? No. Nah. Well we go there one time and Pat Burrell's in the back at a table with Matt Geiger. And they were sitting with like six Hot Matt Geiger, six hot girls. Matt Geiger <laughs> looks like Uncle Fester. Matt Geiger is just—he looks like yeah. He just looks. Like, no, that might be. His, is it? Is it? Re, what is on the tweet saying? See, I want to. I want to. I want to get an update of what's going on on Pat the Bat Five. What do we got? Is it that? No, it's at Pat the Bat. Uh, well, it has eighteen thousand followers. This might be it. What is it saying? Is it is it oh, like yeah, his, is it his real account? Um, yeah. Okay, first one. I would win the SBs for ruining relationships. <laughs> it was a category, category, but I would be too busy with Catherine Webb to accept it. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> pearls. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. it. You got that's the one. Oh my gosh, that's that's just hilarious. <laughs> um, I'll look at some more. Yeah, there's. I remember reading it the one day and just laughing hysterically the entire time. Oh, it's all. That's funny. Yeah, see, it's like all him, him having sex with like, yeah. like baseball players' wives. Do you know Pat Burrell in college like led the country in hitting like his? Yeah, he was ridiculous. He was the number one pick. Number one pick, yeah. I'm trying to find a clean one. Oh, a friend, a friend of mine uh, dated a girl after after Burrell, oh, or no, dated a girl before Burrell, before she got Burrell, like because Burrell, they he went to the University of Scranton. And Burl? Uh, Burl, no, but Burl was up there was up there playing for uh, the Red Baron. Yep. And I guess like he dated a girl, and then the girl broke up with him, and and uh, or like they they stopped dating and stuff, and uh, whatever, and he ended up getting with uh, Pat Burl. So it's like, yeah, he got Pat, Burled. 
had Burrow. But yeah, but the, but the point of my story, Kev, they were sitting with like six hot girls. And dude, let me tell you something. If Matt Geiger wasn't a, an NBA player, he couldn't no, get he couldn't girl get number girl. one. Is there a good one? This is funny. This is uh, about the. Is it clean? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So this was about the U.S. Open at playing at Marion. Strange to hear golf analysts say Marion isn't easy. I've always felt Marion girls were the easiest. <laughs> I I did read that one. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. I did read that one. Dude, who is whoever, that guy? That's whoever the, is the guy? Like he, we got to get him on the show. And that's the thing. Like we, with some of these people who are who are just unbelievable at Twitter. Like there's people who are really good at Twitter and make My make me laugh. Hysterical. But we have to get him to to tweet about the show. You're not funny on Twitter. That's just not true. <laughs> we don't know. Adam Adam's not real funny on Twitter. Zach's not uh, real funny. I on... have like probably like eighty five tweets. Yeah, and, and probably eighty four of them are retweets. <laughs> I take a lot of swings. I hit hit a couple balls. My batting percentage isn't good, but at least I'm swinging at it. There you go. Nah. Two for ten. Two for ten gets you into the minors. Three for ten gets you in the Hall of Fame. That's it. You're not kidding there. One step away though. Yeah, but uh, I just think we need someone who's. Who's just talented on the Twitter, like a Twitter and tw- a guy who really knows Twitter. Get get him to see if he can if he can tweet from the matchup zone and just tweet hilarious things about sports. Like I don't want anyone talking about banging wives and stuff like that, but I think it would be funny if he. My buddy just tweeted, eating eating a turkey burger is like watching Goodfellas on basic cable. <laughs> right. See, that's the we need to hire him to. Uh, to come on and be the be the uh, Twitter guy. Oh, we got another one. I wonder what happens more often: J Roll popping up on the first pitch, or me taking home chicks from the bar. Either way, those totals are high. <laughs> J Roll, I'll tell you what: J Roll left-handed is a pop-up to the shortstop oh waiting to happen. Whoever told him he could like? I also wonder like why the Phillies continue to say, you know what? Yeah, you could be a switcher. Like, just make him bat right-handed. He yeah. cannot hit left-handed. No, I just and. It's just not. It's just not saying no to you're, the, Charlie well, Manuel. Like st- saying no. Yeah, but you know what? Rollins is also selfish. He wants to bet. You know, if yeah. he's not the lead off but, hitter. But like, okay, so he gets every. Here's my, my thing of why he's angry. He gets everything. Everything. He the, the manager doesn't yell at him. He's the leader of the team. He has a ridiculous contract, and he's still angry. Like, what are you angry about? You're the leader. You do something about this team on the on the slide. Don't. Is he the leader? Or is Chase Utley like who's the leader? Well, he's he's like the he's like the the laugh ha 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 leader. But yeah. it's like and Chase and Chase Utley's the fun like Chase Utley. I feel like is the is the no nonsense kind of serious see that, see, lead what, by example. See, that's what coaches have to be. You know, like you look at NFL coaches, coaches like um like Bill Walsh, Bill Belichick, Chuck Noll. Those guys were serious. And, you know, and they weren't funny. You know who was funny? Jerry Glanville. Buddy Ryan was funny. They, they don't win. I, I want a guy like Bill Walsh who's serious. I, I don't want funny Jerry Glanville. Um, I need. I want serious. Like like Rex Ryan's funny. Um, I don't. Know. I just. I just need. I need. A, I need my coach to be a little more serious. A little more like like you said. Manuel can't say no. No. Say say no. Tell Rounds. Listen. Listen. You're batting six tonight. That's the way it is. That's just how I'm it goes. I'm the coach. You're batting six. But he's he, Manuel is ruining his own legacy. Uh, he he, you won a yeah, World Series, yeah, so but, it was good. But then it's like you're ruining your whole legacy because it's like, oh, Manuel's the players. He's a players coach. He's a players coach, and now the players are taking advantage. 
and that's that's what the that's what the issue right now is is the players are just taking advantage and I, I guess so I I guess guys like to play for a guy like Charlie Manuel other than Larry Boa yeah. um you know Boa was tough but I but as a fan I love Boa I love that emotion a guy hits a walk off home run he's pumping his yeah. face he's jumping up and down I like that you know if these guys can't handle you're making millions of dollars if, if you can't handle a little bit of criticism mm-hmm. I mean come on. I, I hate the whole oh everybody's so sentimental and everybody's so touchy you know you can't you can't say anything like Mike Shashevsky is Mike Shashevsky treats his players like it's brutal is right right on the line um they uh Mike Shashevsky's tough on his guys yeah and I understand in college a little bit different you can be a little bit harder on the players in college than you can in the NFL NFL is tough the guys make you know when the players make more than you it's hard to have a lot of control over these guys. Um, but you can still be authoritative and still get your point across, and still you're you're still the you're still the lead you're still the manager. Yeah, you still have the final say, other than general we, manager and can, ownership and things like that. It's it's true. Like you, your coach, your coach can't be your friend. I just don't think. I think you you can win like that, but you can't win consistently like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think because it's, if you're friendly, if you're too friendly with the guys, at some point, like they're gonna they're gonna like, take advantage. You get serious, like how can you? That's why I don't like a coach who yells all the time. Uh-huh. If you yell all the time, it loses it. It loses its effect. But if you're if you if you're not a yeller, then all of a sudden you yell. Wait a second, this guy he's serious now. Like yeah. oh, I better step back and get back in line here. Uh-huh. So you can't be a yeller all the time, but you also can't joke around. You have to have that fine line of listen. We can have we can have a good time. You're gonna listen, but. When push comes to shove, you're going to do what I say, and I have the final say. That's true. <sighs> oh, these two. These two. I just saw them high five. Yeah. They're they're tag they're team back something. again. They're uh, they're in cahoots. Check out the record. Let's begin. Krabby, what did that shirt say? Krabby dicks. Yeah, Rehoboth Rehobo Beach. Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you hear this? Who? Joe's Crab Shack or something? Yeah. What, what is this place? And what's it all about? I don't know. I was. Actually, uh-oh. Ironically, one of the people I work with, Zach likes him. Mike. Big big Mike fan. Not you, Mike. Another Mike. Of course. Shocking. Uh, he said he went there yesterday. He said it was amazing. I heard. Where, 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 where is it at? I know there's one uh, down the Deppard. shore. He went to, there's one in Deptford. Is there's there one, one in in down the shore, AC? There's one. I thought it was like in Margate. Pretty sure. I mean, I know there's a bunch of them. There's another one up by up by Princeton, I know. I, I drove past it. The other day, it's like right, right when you get off 295, like if you take 295 all the way up to Route 1, as soon as you get off, it's right there. See, crabs, like... I like crabs. I, well, I love crabs, but like you can eat crabs like for an hour and leave home. Like, that's yeah. how, this helped me over time to get to Wawa. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really. I mean, you can just keep eating crabs. Well, that's what, like, people who don't have a an all-you-can-eat crab special, you're just wasting your money. Here, six king crab legs, great. That's gonna. It's like an appetizer. See, I don't like the bodies. The bodies is too much work. The crab bodies. I like the too, bodies. Too much work. Give me you the suck everything give out. Me the leg. Oh, I like the. I like the whole thing. I uh, see a crab cake is. I judge a restaurant too a lot of times by by the crab cake. I like a crab cake. Like Bobby Shays. Yeah, Bobby Shays. I feel like Bobby Shays. Tough to beat. They're the best. I mean, yeah, there's but, no fillers. They're expensive. When Bobby Shays first opened, they they were like four three seventy five. Yeah. Those things like were like, like eight nine bucks. But yo, let me tell you something. Yeah. And, Here's my thing. If you're going to make a crab cake and they're good, you need you need 
be a, a good size. Cause like we well, Bobby Shea's is a nice size. Yeah, it's decent. Chris, back me up. Bobby Shea's that's a nice size crab cake. Bobby Shea's makes the perfect crab cake. Dude, nothing you get. I'm not trying to, but nothing, not trying to endorse him right now. Nothing but, you mean, get from Bobby Shea's is I've, bad. I have met Bobby Shea. Really? And he told me. They have the, the best, best crab cakes. <laughs> well, you're just shocking. I said, I said, Bobby, you're the best. <laughs> No, but they have a nice crab cake. I mean, uh, I don't like the crab cakes that are small and the shells, you know, you get a yeah. little crunchy. Like, I don't want my crab cake to be crunchy. Yeah, I I need to uh, – see, um, Bobby Shea's is a big uh, – that's a big Lent one. That's a big Lent, yep. uh, oh, yeah. Lent time I go there treat. for lunch. Just stop, stop in, eat really? in there. And then go to Zinn Burger after that. Ah, I love <laughs> Zimberger's great. Where's Zimberger? Uh, I think it's right Voorhe- up there at Poorhouse. Voorhees Town Center? Oh, I think it's better than Poorhouse. Hold on. We gotta, if we're, if we're, if no, we're talking no. burgers, we got to talk Champs. has to be in this I've equation. never been to Champs. You know, I haven't been to Champs recently, but Zimberger, let me tell you something. I go to, Zimberger's, it's, not, it's good. Uh, nice salad. I go to Champs probably at least once. My family loves uh-huh. once, twice a week. I've been to Champs in a while. Talk to me about their burgers, Adam. No. Oh, okay. okay. So, the... I got a burger twice. Uh-huh. One first time got really sick. Second Talk time. Talk into the microphone. You're gonna tell me you can't hear me when I'm this far uh, away. But it's we like can. we can. I don't think our listeners can. Okay. There we so, go. So uh went to uh Champs twice and uh both times got a cheeseburger. First time super sick. So I I, I was thinking, you know Food poisoning. No, I was just I just got E. coli. Undercooked. No. Hey, let me finish over here. I just I just got sick. I was like, Oh, that's weird, right? No, it's not. Second time I went, had it again, got really sick. I had something about their burger. I've never got sick eating a burger anywhere else. Are you allergic to something? No, I, I love burgers. I'm not allergic burger. to anything. Solve all your problems. Well, here's, the, here's the here's the here's Dude, the issue. Five been... guys for a quick burger. Uh, five guys is way too greasy for me. That's there you problem. go. They're great That's though. That's my problem. But uh, they're great. Where is Zinn Burger? It's in it's Wegman Shop. It's in Nordstrom Rack. Nordstrom Rack. Wegman's. Uh, oh, it's the, 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 the racetrack, sir. The old, you know. Wait, is it? It's it's like a Five Guys. You can walk in and grab. No, the no, 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 no. It's 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 a sit-down restaurant. It's a little. It's a it's a wine. It's a burger and wine place. You know, Zinn. It's wine. Yeah. You guys get that. Wait, right? wait, right Zinn guys? Burger. Where is it at? It's it's across from Nordstrom Rack. Okay. No, it's let's go right after next to Nordstrom. Hey, let's yeah, let's head out. We're heading over there right after. All right, we're going. Hey, the matchup zone after party, people, is going to be at Zinburger tonight. No wait, one's going to show up. Too, man. Oh, really? Gosh. What if people? What if there actually are people who show up? Oh, sorry, we'll guys. There. We won't be there. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm planning on going. Oh, I think I'm planning on going. It's great. Anyway, so Zinburger is a great burger. Um, you know, Chris, the poorhouse has a great turkey burger. Really? I I've had avocado. See, see, I'm a big avocado fan. You could throw avocado on anything, and I'm sold. But uh, I don't know. Poorhouse. I've had it uh, my whole life growing up. The same up, so thing. It's kind of little. Yeah. P- PJ's Wal- PJ Wilhans food overrated. Yeah. I mean, the wings are good. The wings are good. Yeah. The wings are good. It. Other than that, like it's good if you're yeah. like, constipated. <laughs> um, wing night will be good, but anything other than Tuesday. Yeah. yeah but, but, are, but aren't the wings smaller on Tuesday? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's all who you talk to, but if you don't go hot and honey, you're wrong either way. I see. I go the um. I go the uh. Now I go the um. Uh, what are you talking about? We're having two different. I'm we're right having, now, we're I'm having a sidebar over here. <laughs> a dual He's conversation. Telling me that avoc- I know avocado I know. guacamole. I understand yes. guacamole is made. I love guacamole. Out of with avocado, avocado. With, yeah. With ninety eight percent avocado. Like you're yeah. gonna tell me that I have a bite of something, a bite of the other, and I'm gonna say that they taste identical. No, they don't. I'm no. just saying. I'm saying you're you're telling me like 
I would not like I would throw an avocado out if it was on my burger and except if it was guacamole. Right. Like what's the, the is there really that much of a difference? When, right. Okay, first of all, why did I say that? Ready, ready, ready for this? I, I put don't words know in we, your mouth. We came this conversation. Ready now. for this? Best guacamole? Ready for this one? Don Pablo's? Nope. Oh, I love Don Pablo's. On the border? Nope. Love Taco Bell? No. Not best Pablo. guacamole? Cheesecake Factory. Uh, Ew. My mom was actually talking about that. The she, best she guacamole is the Cheesecake Factory. It is a home run. You're out of your mind. Cheesecake Factory, you know. Menu's too overwhelming, though. Menu's yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, a lot going on. A lot I don't going like on. the all-day all breakfast thing. They do that, right? Uh, no. no. They don't even have breakfast there, do they? I'm uh, thinking of all other places now. Well, we've been a couple times. I see, I see, if I go to diner like late night after being out, like, I go breakfast. Yeah. yeah, you have. Because yeah, you're not getting you know, up until 2 a.m. You know, I was, uh, when I was going up to Vermont, uh, we stopped at Cracker Barrel on the way Whoa. up. I love me some Cracker Barrel. I love it. Cracker Barrel's not a bad place. When, for breakfast, it's so good. And I, when I was playing, there was one in Fayetteville, North Carolina, behind our hotel. And every we played there nine. I mean, it was the we we're in Roanoke there in Fayetteville, so we were there all the time. We used to eat there, so it was the you, best. You know what they do all day breakfast. You know what's yeah, awful. You know what's awful. What? Tom, Tom from Palmyra and I stopped here one morning. Perkins. Perkins. Horrible. I don't Perkins. think I've ever was, eaten at Perkins. Don't. It was like the waffle, like a, like the Waffle House North. Wait, hold on. What you're uh, now? Hold on. You don't like the Waffle House? No. I, oh, I love I've the Waffle House. I mean, I put Waffle House, what? Denny's, and IHOP all in the same category. No, Waffle House is. It's, it's, I went to Waffle House once. It's a that's a category I, of my, its own. My mother went like on a road trip somewhere once. We get Hooters to plug in here or what? Hooters they close, they close down. Hooters, I go to every year. I go to Hooters for this for NCAA draft. The food is actually where is it now? Well, we go to the one in Princeton. Chris, it's, it's it's not edible. Disgusting. It's horrible. Hold on, the wings. I like Mike, the wings. You're not there. ordering no. the right stuff. The wings. Kevin, you like you don't like you're the wings. You like I go. I went there. I go. Let me just get something that's not. Let me get something they can't mess up. I got French fries. They were like soggy. The food yeah, the, is the, horrible. The, the, the French fries are soggy. The wings. The wings are I like the wings. I like the sauce. You're out of your mind. You're so, out of your mind. So let me ask everyone face. here: if you're gonna <laughs> go out, if you're gonna go out for a meal, what's your go-to place? Around here. I mean, the go-to. I mean, the best place around here, and every year. One of our clients gives us a uh, gives us a gift certificate there. The Capitol Grill is just. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, but that's that's the high end. If you're going just out just to grab something, the I'll tell you the best place to go right now. The best place to go and it's cheap is Il Fiore in Collinswood. Yeah, um, parents go there. It's They're the right. best restaurant. Kev, Rachel and I got takeout from there last week. Strange place to get takeout from. We, we were craving. It's so good though. Twenty two bucks for two entrees. Like. The entrees are like twelve, thirteen, fourteen bucks, and the place is packed. I had the best fillet I've ever had there. Really? The place is absolutely amazing. It's a little BYOB. There's probably what, like fifteen tables in there. See, here's my thing. Did get Riley anything? I'm wow. a, I'm a big, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big BYOB guy, just because that's what that's what hikes up the restaurant bill. When you go out to a restaurant, oh, absolutely. You you're you're hanging out on a Saturday night with a bunch of friends, and you guys all go out to eat. It, your meal is not going to be – it's going to be half the bill, and the rest is alcohol. Well, So when you go to a BYOB, it just it just negates that cost because you go to the, the store, you get an $8 six-pack and yep. a $12 bottle of the wine. The BYOBs, I feel like, have better food. I don't know. I yeah, think, I agree. Well, know, I think that they, they, they set it up that way. I think that, you know, see, I, I, people want to go and drink at a place, and they don't really care about the food. See, I'm not a big drinker, and what happens was uh, I used to play basketball with a bunch of guys, and we, every year for Christmas, we'd go to, like, a Christmas dinner, like, 12, 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago, we went to Fleming Steakhouse. Pretty expensive. It's a little bit overrated. So I'm not drinking. Meanwhile, like, I get my entree, and they're just ordering bottles of wine, bottles of wine, bottles of wine, bottles of wine. And at the end, you just split the bill. 
So I'm good. getting screwed. So my whole thing next time I'm going, I'm going, you know what? I'm getting like shrimp cock. I'm just ordering everything on the menu. Yeah. I'm splitting it anyway. Exactly. That's the way to go. See, people, when you're splitting a bill, you might as well just go go big. Oh, go big because, and go home. Yeah, because everyone's going to go big and you're going to end up splitting right. it. And it's just going to, you're going to be mad. And, and you can't, you're going to walk away mad. Right. And you can't not split. You can't say, well, hold on. Who had the whites in? Exactly. Hold on. Who had the Heineken? Who had this? It's just like, That's you know what? That's poor etiquette. Yep. You just, you just split it right down the middle. That's why you just have to, you have to load up. So if you go to a restaurant and you, like everyone's ordering, if I, if I I look at it this way, if I go to a restaurant and, and I'm with some like another couple or something, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna go drink for drink for what for yeah. what you know, like do you want another one? Yeah, okay, let's go get another one. It's our, like our quick hit restaurant around here, our quick, you know, we're we're in a rush, kind of let's grab something quick as Michelangelo. It's not that great. I mean, it's just uh, right on brief. I've my parents and I or my family and yeah. I have been going there yeah. since like. Since Over was, on the other, since the old, the old yeah. place, yeah. But it's forever. Just, since it's he just, painted the Sistine uh, Chapel, so fifteen no, years just, ago, it's just, it's just quick and easy. It's quick and easy. It's right around the corner. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we'll go there. But no, Zimburger, Zimburger's good. A little not, Cordoba? No, oh, Zach, I get up Kedoba. No. I'm Chipotle, all about Kedoba. Chipotle. No. Yeah, but Chipotle's far away. Zach. Zach. He's Pat Kevin, Pancheros, Kevin, yeah. I gotta get you a Haddonfield football card. Buy one, get one free on burrito. That's what East Hatch. Wait, you have get, get him over Wait, here. We're hold talking on. food. You, there's a football card. You, it's just a buy one, get one free yeah. every time you go in. Yeah, you know about it, Mike, right? How do I yes. get, how do I how do I obtain one of those? Uh, here, here's cute, the thing. I go to, I go to two, I go to Qdoba on Tuesdays because it's double. It's like double the points. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'll go like wow, you're that guy. Yeah, I'll go like two or three Tuesdays, and suddenly I'm getting to buy one, get one free. I, I need had to a, just, uh, yeah, no, uh, coupon. football cards are the best. Ten bucks, you get two two entrees. Really? Is, and it's just wait, yeah. hold on. Ten bucks, and it's buy one get one free. Yeah, I, I would. Uh... <laughs> but it's it's forever, right? Yeah. So well, I pay. For the year, so you got. So I pay ten dollars, and I every time I go no, to Kidoba. No, no, no. So you you get the card, twenty dollars for the card. Uh huh. But then essentially you get fifteen dollars worth of food. So, it, but all year I can get buy one get one free. Right. Wow. Would you rather is Cadoba like your favorite out of Pinchero's Chipotle? So I go Chipotle. See, I like but, Chipotle, but in, I think better. But I've like never, Pancheros. but I've never had like Pancheros. I never had Pancheros or Cadoba, Kido- so I can't. I think I had Cadoba once. Um, See, Cadoba's convenient because it's right around the block. Yeah. That's why I like it. Like, because I know the Coug- I don't know if it's called a Cougar card, but I'm calling it the Cougar card. Do it. But uh, they have into the microphone. Don't touch it. Yeah. <coughs> oh yeah, it's twenty dollars, but I got this one for free. How'd you do that? Someone gave Dollar. it to me. There's no expiration date. Actually, there probably isn't. Actually, whatever. Anywho, it's got uh twenty coupons on here, and you can use them whenever you want. Like like Dunkin' Donuts, free six donuts with the purchase of six donuts. Go go nuts! What are you guys saying that one? Oh, Dunkin' Donuts, or as I like to call it, Funkin' Go Nuts. Um, Did you look it up yet? Oh, I didn't look it up. But uh, go no, no, oh, continue. Uh, Panchero, it's fifteen percent off your meal whenever you go. Well, that, that doesn't sound that there, good. There, to me. It's, that, I'm looking at the back of that card, and there's, there's about fifteen restaurants on it. You're giving me two. Toss it. Dude, that was a solid toss right there. That wasn't Primos. Oh, Primos, fifteen percent off total bill. Not at Palmyra. PJ's free six pack of six pack of wings. Yeah, you don't even need to buy anything though. It's just six free. packs of wings. It's just a free six free six wings is what it is. Not a pack. Six Every wings. time you go there, you can get six wings yeah, you if don't you need show to, the you card. Don't, you don't need to buy anything. How do I obtain one of these things? Uh, you, just, you guys sell them. Put that one in your pocket. 
Free crab fries with a pay- table purchase of $20 or more at Chickie's. I told you my father-in-law's crab fries were. I thought that, yeah. that last week. I see you slick over there trying to pocket that. You can't play it off cool after I just called you out. Crab, fr- crab fries, uh... You'll forget about it. Yo. You'll forget about it. Well, what? What? What's up? I'll toss it back after the show. Well, uh, we're leaving now, so. Uh, I think you're, you're, you and I are all listeners. God bless you. So, you know, talking a little food here. You still have my card. Oh, God, my God. God, God, I'm hungry. Yeah, I am hungry, too. Are we serious? Yes. Are we yes, seriously yes. going to Win- Winburger? Yes. What's it called? Yes. Vin- Zinburger. Zinburger. Great. Right. It's it's really it's really good. I'll tell you what. I, Rachel, I Rachel and I went there one night, and like we got a, the salad was like really good too. Like well, it's not that expensive. Shakes are good. Well, like what Kevin was saying. Obviously, my parents know they get you on alcohol. Is that where they get you on the yeah. alcohol? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I just look on the board and. It's By the way, look at Zeke's. Oh my God, Zeke's screensaver is Bobby Clark with two teeth and his shirt off and, and his it's shirt a painting off. too. Did you paint that? Adorable. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Um, all right, so we got the food out of the way. Um, we get our sponsors in here. Phone pack. Uh, Kev has the uh, the sponsor sheet here. I know uh, South Jersey Ortho. Uh, what is it? Ortho. South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. Contact Dr. Wexler for all your orthopedic needs. That's it. South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. The second hour is brought to you tonight by uh, Integrated Play. If you are looking for a, if you're a pro athlete uh, looking for a career in the afterlife, two six nine seven six zero three eight five seven. Contact Renee Shell. The first hour was brought to you by Avocare South Jersey Orthopedic Associates. I'll go see Dr. Wetzler for all your orthopedic needs, 856-424-8866. And our sponsor tonight, uh, Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products, 888-458-2928. Again, call-in number tonight, 347-215-8126. Follow us on Twitter at the match underscore up zone, on Facebook, the match up zone. So, uh, yeah, talking talking a little bit, talking a little bit tonight about uh, steroids, Jesus, can you guys be any louder? Be louder. Um, all right. So. Uh oh. No, no royal baby news. No royal baby news. What do you mean? That's the what we got. Porn, we got isn't it? Yeah, we got a tweet saying asking us why there is no royal baby news. Because this is America. <laughs> this is America. That's why. Yeah. As our interns As are our leaving interns at 8.30. Leave at 8:30. Who's still here? Who's still here? Yeah, and see, see Bid's still here. God. It's a shame. All right. Thank it's God a, they're gone. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's I feel like this sh- like sh- Oh, wait. Hey, Adam. Hey, Adam. All right. Let's, all right, guys. Let's switch to golf. <laughs> Hunter Mayhem. Wait. Did you hear what Hunter Mayhem did, by the way? Did you hear the story? Uh-oh. Did you hear the story yeah, about Hunter Yeah, it had the baby and was in the lead and was dropped out. Was in the lead out. and dropped out. Was it $1.5 million purse? At least. I think they start at one point two. And Brent Snydecker reaped the benefits of that one. Now, uh, would you, would if you're in yes, the same situation? Yes. I think you have to. Because Chris hasn't had a baby yet. Yeah, I mean, to. but for the integrity of, like, I mean, these yeah, guys, but, you know, but you, you know what? Like, you know look what? at Tiger Woods. But, but, His image was ruined in yeah, a matter but, but, of but, 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 Yeah, right, but hold on. How much money? Hunter Mahan that well, much well, well, let me see. Well, Hunter Mahan's Mahan a rich guy, I guarantee you. All these well, guys. well, that's what I mean. Then, hold on. I'm going to see something. Hunter Mahan. 
I'm looking up Hunter Mayhan net worth right now. Well, he had. I mean, I just think uh, he's worth 15 mil. Yeah, I think he's all right. I mean, I think you're okay to leave and go uh, go be there with your with your child. If you're if you're a, if like you're if, an yeah, up and comer yeah, and you've if, never if, been yeah, there I mean, before. Yeah, I mean, if your net worth is forty five thousand dollars, yeah, you should probably stick it out. You're probably going to stay. And I think, although I don't know now now that's the question posed to you. What if your net worth was forty five thousand? Knowing what you know about childbirth and and you know being there, would you would you stay? One point five million dollar purse. First baby, yes. First baby. Yes. I think you have to I no no I think you go you have to go to watch yeah, your you child. Have to go yeah. watch your child before. I mean even if he if he doesn't win he's still making I don't know. I don't know. When Olivia was born. Yeah. You were in the room, right? I was. No, was it a C it wasn't C section, right? No. Okay. Were were you in the north region or the southern region of the, I was, of, the of the bed? I was on one side and her mom was on the other side. So you were in was, the southern region? I mean, I, yeah, I was like, I was seeing all regions. Yeah. I was, I was at the north. I was looking at the top of Rachel's head. See that? I could do. That's just way too much information for for the listeners out here. See, I just think it's 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 something you. I don't know. I just think it's something you have to experience. Oh my God! These so guys. yeah, like Hunter May. Oh hey. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, so Hunter Mahan, I think he did the I think he did the right thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh and talk about four No, hold on, Adam, real quick. Last question. Now, Hunter Mayhem's worth fifteen million. He's yep. got a fifteen million dollar net worth. The purse for purse for this is one point five million. He say he's making say he's worth forty five thousand. And it's his firstborn child. Would he stay? Do you think? I think he did the right thing by leaving. He, his wife, his wife, he, the baby wasn't born. His wife was going into labor, so he flew immediately. Now, what if you, what if you were in that situation and you were worth forty five thousand? It doesn't matter because still the the money that he get he gets from the tournament is is so small compared to what he gets from endorsements. Yeah, but okay, now think about if he's a, if he's making forty, if he's net, his net worth is forty five thousand. What if he's not a big? What if he's not hundred million? If, if you're leaving the tournament anywhere, that means you can leave the tournament at another tournament. So I think he he eventually will still. Okay, that's still a good that's a good point. If so he, if you're good if you're enough, you're showing to, that you're good enough to lead a tournament. You think that course though? Brent Snedeker, Brent Snedeker won. He was twenty two under. What were they playing at Crescent? <laughs> No, seriously, it's 22 under. Pensock, dude. Every time I go to Pensock and I go, man, this course, I can score on this course. The, you no, know, the, the, back, the back nine is just like up and up and down. Like, this is easy. Back nine is just up and down. Like, yeah. I, I've uh, always said the third hole at Pensock is hardest hole in South Jersey. That par, that par three? Uphill. It's uphill. No, no, no. no, no. Par three. Uh, uh, fourth hole, my bad. Oh, that no, fourth hole. Yeah, the fourth hole when you cross this, when you go under the tunnel. Or, or the 200 and... Sixty yard downhill par three with the oh, it's with tough the, too. The seventeen, that's so Pensa- tough too. So Pensalkin's got some. It, it, I haven't played Pensalkin cha- in a while. Pensalkin has some challenging. Dumb, yeah, that, dumb hard. That that fourth hole, that fourth hole is tough. You're hitting a blind. You're hitting a blind tee. I mean, blind green. You can't see the green. You can't see the flag. And then that par three seventeen is like yeah. As, I, I'm gonna think. Uh, it's, it's, two is a tough one. Yeah, now, but well, Chris, that par three, that par three is like one seventy eight too, yeah, right? We, we played the county championship there uh, like two years ago, my sophomore year, and it tore teams up. Chris, now you, we're going to put you with this responsibility. We gave it to Adam, and it was just it might as well have given it to the dog that's 
barking at the heel of our studio. Uh, now, Chris, you're you're leaving in three weeks. In those three weeks, who, why don't you sit down with one Paul Wiedemann and discuss Wiedemann? Wiedemann. <laughs> and discuss. No, it's Wiedemann. He's an active listener to the show. Yeah, Wiedemann. Oh yeah. Wiedemann. He's called in before talking about we're talking South Jersey basketball. Now you guys sit down and try and let's try to plan a matchup zone. By, by, by the way, true. By the way, true story. Uh, I love Wiedemann stories. Right this now. is a true story. I got the good ones. I cannot make this up. When I was coaching Hanfield, Paul and I, Paul and I used to golf at minimum once a week. We were trying to go Saturday, Sunday. We would golf Jordan all the time. Season? What's that? Jordan season or what are we talking like? No, fall? this in the summer. summer in the summer, fall. I mean, we would we would go minimum once a week. I mean, we were golfing a, a, a decent amount. He teed off par threes. He teed off with his driver. <laughs> Would he just have I a relaxed swear, swing? No. The way he hit it, it was just so weird. For him to hit the ball straight, he would honestly – Chris, when you hit the ball way to the right, it's a fade, right? Uh, Yeah, slice fade. Slice fade, yeah, slice. Okay, slice. Well, his slice was so bad. If he was going to hit the t- ball straight, like here's the way his – he would line up facing this wall. Yeah. Well, and it would just go like just hook around. But I mean, I've had the pleasure of uh, he's actually got some people now. He's the uh, he's the golf coach at Haddonfield too. The heck, he's that coach, right? Well, coach, coach, him and scores. scores. Yeah, they're like share the duty, the uh, overwhelming. Now, now, golf duty. coaches cannot talk once the match started, right? They can't give you. Uh, is that the way it works? They're not supposed. So what do they like, what do they do? They just follow they, you around. Yeah, yeah. well, during tournaments. Uh, they marshal, like, so they're given a group with four kids, and they marshal, but, like, they just follow them around in a golf cart. During matches, they just play behind all the groups with the other with the other team's coach. So they're just playing. Yeah, I mean, it's basically uh, kids out there playing. Mm-hmm. Having fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to see Kevin on a golf course. Listen, I'm actually... Kevin, I, you can't tie your shoes, let alone hit listen, a golf ball. I'm, a ter- I'm actually not a terrific golfer. I'm that, that's a stretch. I'm... I'm Surprisingly good, decent. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I hit the matchup zone golf at him. That's hey, we're trying to get where, a guy. Where are we going? Pensalkin. Pine Hill, Pine Valley. No, my buddy. My buddy's real good friends with Jaws. Um, Valley Brook. Good, no, yeah. River Winds. River Winds. Yeah. River Winds. We can work out. Yeah. As long as it's not windy. <laughs> I don't like right that. Water. I don't like that play. River Winds. Yeah. That. You know what's funny? I, I have a golf store. When I was up in Vermont, and we were. Uh, there was a there was a golf course. We were all going to go golf, and I brought my clubs up. Uh, we drove a hockey stick. Yeah, we drove all the way up, and like at the at the bottom of the mountain, you see the sign. It's like a, it's like if I was having a yard sale, and it just said golf. So I was like, okay, this should be interesting. So drove up the hill, got to about two miles up the hill, and we're just like, okay, we're. Uh, where is this? Another the road splits. Another tiny little sign that says golf, like a yard sale. Drive up about another two miles. We're I mean we're at the top of this mountain. We're like the amazing views and stuff. Drive another mile, another turn off. I'm like, where are we going? So finally we pull up. It's someone's backyard. It's like a huge barn. Chip and putt. However, it was nice. It was there was one par four that was like 400 yards. It was a huge huge yard and it was hilly. And it was really green, but it was it had an honor. Of course, it's green. So, so you it, play the hole with the windmill and the uh, clown's mouth. <laughs> but it was it had an honor honors box. So you walked. There was no clubhouse. It was someone's backyard. What'd you say? An honor box. An honor box. You walked up, and there was a huge there was a huge like platform, 
and you looked, and inside it, there was a door. You opened it up, and it said it was like $10 for 18 holes. And there was no person. There was just a box and a, like a little slip where you slipped the money in, and it said uh, it was an honor box. Yeah, but typically when people see that, they feel like they're being watched, so they'll, they will – Oh, that's it, what we said. Yeah. I was willing to pay. We yeah. were going to – Well, first of all, 10 bucks for 18 holes? Like, that's what we where said. Where do I pay? And, but the funniest part was that all the – Golf carts. There was golf carts, and it was fifteen dollars to play it with a golf cart. All the golf carts <laughs> had keys in them already, and there was no one there. Like it was, it was, it was dusk. So no, it, it was about no, the storm. No, it's ten dollars for it's ten dollars for eighteen holes, then forty five dollars for a cart. <laughs> the way it works. <laughs> to, to keep it. <laughs> so we just, I mean, I hopped in a cart, drove around for a little bit. I thought it was fun, but it was just interesting to see. Uh, I've never heard of that before. Chris, did you ever play Pinelands? It's yeah, always down like seventy three. That's where the county championship was this year. That uh, really? you know, we took home. That's a tough little first hole. I'm trying to think. It's the one where the it's a huge dog like like you have to hit it straight and then go back. Oh like yeah, par like five, right? It's a, I'm trying to think. I think it's a par four. Dog like right though. Yeah, dog like no, it's a par five. It's a par five. It has sure. to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, it's an uphill par three. I got this course yeah, figured exactly, out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well and like and like people try to go over like Paul yeah. used to try to go over a lot of times the trees there. It's just yeah. such a tough shot because that I mean, flag is set way back to the yeah, right. Way like back right. Yeah, yeah. But really okay. Like, you know, we got some information. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles right now. There might be something breaking. So we 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 should check out Twitter. I don't know because uh, Ray just talked to Ray and he said he's like he's like I'm I'm tied up here. He's like, would next week work for Ray Dinger? However, tied up. What is? What do you think? I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be doing something with the Eagles. There's, there's. So I'm t- checking Twitter right I, now I, to I, see I, if there's something breaking. I, I, I mean, tied up could mean he's at uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, that's true. Traffic jam. But he said, he said he's, he's like, I'm tied up right now. Uh, tied up right now. Would next week work better? So I mean, I can tell him. I mean, it's gonna have to. Yeah. No, it's no, it's great this about this. Just an MLB may try to suspend Alex Rodriguez under collective bargaining agreement, not PED rules. No, it's great about uh, Ray Dinger. Like I emailed him, and within a half hour, he emailed he emailed me back. Like, hey, I'd love to come on the show and stuff like that. He just like seems like a very nice guy. Yeah, well, you can tell just when he's on the show. Like he's on six ten, very knowledgeable, can talk yeah. about anything. I'm trying to. I don't know. Maybe we just don't know what. If, what if we were part? What if something comes out big with the eagle out of Eagles and camp today, and we break it? That's why. No, I'm breaking Eagles lineman. Oh, Jason Phillips. Is this true? I think we tweeted it. Jason Phillips tears ACL today in practice. Yeah, I did hear that. Uh, Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about. Let's talk Eagles retiring Donovan McNabb's jersey real quick. Because I didn't hear that. Yeah, they retired his jersey. He came back, gave a speech. Now he didn't do. He did it in a press conference. He didn't do it as a, as a like in front of the fans. And I think that was a smart move on his part. I also have a big, big problem of a lot of the choice of words he used in that press conference. Uh, I agree. I have, uh, I have a cho- uh, I have a lot big, of- big red. We made history. Yeah. Uh, we we did things that no one else. What did you do, Donovan? Yeah. What did you, what, really, what did, you went to one you went Super to one Bowl. Super Bowl and you were and you were favored in what three out of the other four NFC championship exactly. teams exactly one Super Bowl and you were yeah I mean the Phillies were, went to two World Series won one you were favored against Carolina you were favored against Tampa Bay 
Yeah, that's I just his arrogance bothers me, and that's why I think I'm glad, or I'm think he it was a smart decision because I would love to see what the fans would have done if they, if it was in front of if they because they're going to bring him out I'm sure during this year. Uh, look, are they going to will the fans boo him? He'll get a smattering of boos, but I feel like he'll get cheered. I mean, look, the bottom line is that for ten years, the guy was one of the the guy was one of the best quarterbacks in uh. In, in, in football, you know, I mean, he was a top five quarterback for 10 years. Am I the biggest fan? No, but he deserves to be retired. His number deserves to be retired. I mean, if you're going to retire Dawkins, somebody has to retire his. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. We have a caller on the line. We here. do. Hello, you are now in the matchup zone. Hey, guys, this is Ray. Didn't you call in? Hey, Ray, how are you? Thank you so much no, for uh, call- for calling in tonight. Not a problem. Sorry I'm late. I got uh, I got a little tied up on something else, but I knew you were on until 9, so I figured uh, better late than never, I suppose. We 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 definitely appreciate that, Ray. Uh, we thank you for so much for calling in. So Not a problem. You know, uh you know, Ray, the 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 big question on every everyone's mind, Eagles training camp, uh will Cliff Lee get traded? <laughs> <laughs> um uh that's uh, you're right. That's uh, the, I was down at the Eagles. Pra- I was down at the Eagles practice today, and people were watching the Eagles practice. And they're they as they're watching the Eagles practice, they're asking that very question. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was it was sort of uh, it, it was sort of an out of context kind of conversation. But I guess it's unavoidable at this point. Um, I I think I you know listen. I think they should, uh, but I don't know that they will. Uh, mm-hmm. I, but if I if I were if I were them, and, I, and I've felt this way for a while, I, I I never really thought that they were a serious viable contender, uh, and I felt that the best thing they could do would be to try and take the, the the assets that they had now and begin rebuilding for the future. I thought they had reached that point, uh, and right now, I mean, you don't have any more marketable commodity than Cliff Lee. So, you know, for a guy that's going to be 35 and has been a terrific pitcher, but I think if you're really talking about trying to reload and restock, if he's going to bring you your best return, then I think that uh, you know I certainly wouldn't give him away. But if uh, if somebody made a really good offer, and I think there are enough teams in the pennant race right now that somebody would make a really really good offer, then I would reluctantly, but uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I, I think inevitably I, I would move him. That's great, and you know. Uh... Obviously, we're on the phone with Ray Dinger, uh, Eagles expert, Eagles insider, uh, pro Hall football of Hall of Famer, uh, just just a terrific, knowledgeable source about the about all sports and uh, particularly the Eagles. So we'll switch back to the Eagles. The question that I mean, I'm sure you've been asked a thousand times, which is why we we threw the chi- the uh, Cliff Lee at you first. Uh, Vic Foles, Barkley, uh, the depth chart's not written in sand. He, Chip Kelly says, uh, who do you think? would be the first name that he would end up writing in sand? Uh, I, I think I, I would say Vic. I, mm-hmm. I would say Vic, Foles, Barkley in that order, at, at least now. Yeah. Um, you know, when, whenever people have this conversation, whenever people, you know, and inevitably I get asked this all the time because that's what everybody's <laughs> talking about. Um, and the, what I try and just say is just, you know, I, I think if you just are a little patient, you'll get to see them all before the year's over. I, I really believe that. I think all three of them are going to get their turn. But I, my guess is, and, and it is purely a guess because I, I don't know that, you know, I don't think Chip's being coy here. I, I, I think he, you know, he, no one has really 
taken control of the job. I think it, I think they're out there competing every day. I don't think he really knows right now which direction he's going to go. But my guess is that it's going to be Vic to start. Um, he he kept him around uh, for a reason. I think he I think he like a lot of coaches that have coached Vic in the past is are, is curious about his skill set um, and thinks that you know a lot of, you know the way this guy can throw the ball still even at this point in his career, and the way that the guy can still run. Um, boy, I'd like to see him in my offense. I'd like to see what this guy could do running my offense. Uh, and so there's no sense in waiting. I mean, you might as well put him out there now, see how he runs it. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't work, okay, fine, I gave it a try. We'll just move on to the young guys. But I, I think at least to start, and again, this, this, nobody whispered in my ear, and I don't have any pipeline to what he's thinking. <laughs> but, if, if, but, just, but just purely, but, I mean, just purely a guess is I think he kept Vic around to give him that opportunity to try and run this offense, and so I think he's going to get the first crack at it. Hey, Ray, it's, it's Mike. Um, Ray, the secondary on this team, I, I'm a little concerned about, uh, with no more DRC, no more Namdi Asamoah, what can we really expect out of guys like Bradley Fletcher, Kerry Williams, and Patrick Chung? Well, yeah, and you could throw Ken Phillips in there too. Yep. Um, yep. Who who is a free agent signing that they got from the New York Giants? Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a real good question. I I uh, I was on with Mike Barkan on uh, on Comcast Sportsnet last week, and you know we started as as you would expect. We started with the quarterback question, but yep. you know Mike's next question was what what area of the team concerns you the most? And I said the secondary. I, I mean, I really I really did, and I've been out there in practice and watching it, and I'm still. I'm still sort of scratching my head because I don't know. Um, you know, Kerry Williams is a guy that probably should nail down one of those cornerback positions, but he's hurt and uh, he's not practicing. And I mean, nobody's suggesting that it's a long-term injury, but you know, I mean, there's a guy that didn't practice in the spring, didn't do the OTAs in the mini camps. Now he's hurt at the start of training camp. I mean, every day he misses is puts him one day further behind. Now I think he'll probably be your starter on opening day, but will he be as ready as he should be? I don't know. Um, you know, Kenny Phillips. I, I thought was a terrific player at the University of Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, I totally understood why he was a first-round draft pick of the Giants. Uh, and when he was healthy, he was a really good player. But he's had chronic knee problems now, and he doesn't—he really doesn't look fully healthy to me. He, he really doesn't. <clears throat> if he were—if he were, I have no doubt that he would win one of those safety jobs. But I'm not sure he is. You know, Pat Chung, I think, will certainly be one of the other guys. Um, you know, but Patrick is a guy that who, who's played. You know, fell off really badly last year. I mean, a couple of years ago, he was a good player and seemed to be on his way to becoming a real good player. And then last year, for reasons that I no one seems to quite be able to explain, uh, I mean, his performance slipped so badly that, that that Bill Belichick benched him, and he finished the year playing very little. Uh, so now, you know, you're thinking that maybe coming here and being reunited with his college coach, that uh, you know he'll you know he'll kind of get back to what he was, but. I mean, every one of these guys, I mean, it's, you know, because with Kenny Phillips, is is he healthy? You know, with Patrick Chung, is can he regain his form? You know, Kerry Williams, how will he fit in here? Will he be healthy? Uh, every one of these guys is, you know, there, there's a question mark attached to each one of them. And behind them, you have the guys who were the holdovers from last year, Nate Allen, Kurt Coleman. I mean, yeah. guys like that, that you you were really hoping to replace. So, I mean, they have a, no shortage of bodies. I mean, they have a lot of people out there competing. But right now, I, I just think it's it's a unit with a lot of mismatch kind of parts that they don't have a whole lot of time to get it together. And 
and, and the NFL today, if you have a secondary, if you have issues in your secondary, boy, it gets it, it gets exposed real quick. Right, right. R- real quick, just to kind of follow up on that, what what are your feelings about Chip Kelly not tackling to the ground, um, you know, until the preseason? I mean, can that affect the team? I, I mean, I kind of think it's not kind of a mindset you have to start getting into. I mean, it's something you can kind of just turn on when the preseason starts, being able to tackle, you know, to the ground. Um, I believe that. I, I'm, you know, that's why I was I was watching practice today, and I was standing with a couple of guys. I was standing with, you know, Brian Baldinger, and I were watching practice together, and. We both had kind of the same reaction. Geez, there's no hitting out here, you know. And I know, I know right. the fans who came. I know the fans who came to the open practice yesterday. The thirty or thirty-five thousand folks that came to the link for the open practice yesterday were were surprised, and I think to some degree a little disappointed that it was what they called thud tempo. In other words, they're going to contact, but they weren't actually tackling. Um, and I think that's the way Chip's planning to go. And he was saying, well, you know, they'll get their, you know, we'll do our tackling in the preseason games. Well, I, I, you know, call, I mean, call me old-fashioned, but I, I, I think you got to practice your tackling to get good no, at it. I agree. I agree. And, and especially when you look at the character of of what this team was the last couple of years. I mean, they were, they, I mean, it's it's the term that every football player hates to hear, but it applies. They were soft. I mean, this was a soft team, especially on defense and and especially in the secondary. And you know, I think you have to start off by. You know, you have to start off by setting, establishing kind of a mindset and you know, that you're going to regain your toughness. You're going to regain that identity. You're, you know, you're going to re- regain the identity of a team that's physical and, and gets after people. And you don't do that by, you know, writing it on a blackboard or talking about it. You do it by, by playing that way and practicing that way. And, you know, I, I know that Chip Kelly's all about tempo and he's all about execution, and that's what you're seeing on the practice field, but... Man, I was watching practice today, and I'm thinking, you know, why they even bother putting the pads and the helmets on? I mean, they could have, they could have done this in shorts and t-shirts. And and I and I and I really do and I really do think because this team was so deficient in the areas of you know, for the lack of a better word, physicality, the last couple of years that I if if I were the coach of the team, I'm, I don't want to sound like you know the Marquis Desaad or anything, but I mean, I would, I mean, I would have run a really tough, I would have run a camp that was as tough and as physical as the CBA allows. Just just to try and establish a mindset that this is the kind uh-huh. of football team that we're building here, and you know Chip's going in another direction, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see if it works. Uh, I mean, it certainly worked for him in college, but it isn't the way that I'd be approaching it if I were the coach. So, right, talking about Chip Kelly's approach uh, coming in here with the the electrodes, uh, the Omega Wave, the Optimi, uh, a lot of the newfound he's bringing in, uh, you know, Sean Hall's. To kind of come in here and, and revamp and, and be the most technologically sound team out there, but you know you look at a few guys: Steve Spurrier, Lou Holtz, Nick Saban, Bobby Petrino. A lot of those college coaches have come in with these newfangled systems and ended up failing. Uh, why? Why do you think Chip Kelly's? Why would Chip Kelly's work? Well, we don't know that it will. You know, I mean that's make, that's sort of the that, that's sort of the great make unknown. Make us feel good, right? <laughs> No, we'll see. I mean, I'm, and I, I, when I say that, I'm not trying to say that I don't think it will. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, we don't know. We have to see, we have to see it to find out. And I mean, you're quite right in pointing out. I mean, the, the guys who have come from college that you know everybody thought were going to revolutionize the game found out that it didn't work out quite that way. And and all those guys kind of ran back to college where they knew they could do it their way and be successful. Um, you know what the Eagles did with Chip Kelly is. I mean, everybody's excited about it, and maybe it'll work out, but. The fact of the matter is, history—you know—history you know, history suggests that you're more likely to fail doing this than than succeed. Um, 
you know, I've, I went through this with Dick Vermeil in '76. You know, because when Dick Dick had been a pro coach, people sometimes make the mistake of saying, "Well, he came right out of college to the NFL." Well, he had been he had been an NFL coach before. I mean, Dick had been an assistant coach under George Allen with the Rams before mm-hmm. he went to UCLA, so he had an NFL background. But when Dick came in, Dick had some different ideas, um, and I mean, they had uh, you know they had guys that were he, he brought in a track coach from UCLA to teach literally to teach his players how to run. Um, uh, they brought in a Believe it or not, they brought in a dance instructor who uh, who taught the players how to who taught the players how to stretch. I mean, there was a lot of this California stuff that came east with him. That when we first saw it, we kind of rolled our eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but it, it proved to be you know, even though nobody had really tried it before, it proved to be successful. And we saw it, you know, before that when Roman Gabriel brought you know Gus Heffling, the kung fu guy. Uh, his kung fu instructor <laughs> to the Eagles training camp and started doing and the pre and the calisthenics became kung fu. You know, we all kind of stood off to the side and said, you know, what's this have to do with football? But it actually kind of worked. You know, so I, I, it, it opened my mind up to different ways of doing things and different ways of, of seeing things. That I've seen stuff that initially I thought, oh, this has nothing to do with football, and it turned out to be actually very beneficial. So maybe some of this stuff will. Um, but and I think we're in an age now where players, players today, I think are a lot more receptive and open to this kind of stuff than they were 30 years ago. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot more teaching techniques and a lot more science in our sports today than there was then. So I think players are initially more inclined to give things a chance than they would have been back in the day. But uh, I mean, some of what Chip's doing now makes some sense to me. I mean, I was watching, you know, some of the drills they were putting these guys through. I think their level of aerobic conditioning is really good, uh, and they're pushing them that way. So I think this will be a well-conditioned team. The one thing that I, I could sort of think that that Chip can preach as much as he wants to preach, but I don't see it happening, is you know he wants all of his players to get 10 hours sleep a night. I, you know, I, I know enough about football players. You get a bunch of uh, healthy, red-blooded, 22, 23, 24-year-old guys. They're not going to be sleeping ten hours a night. I don't, you can you can right. tell them all you want about getting ten hours sleep a night, and they're they're not going to. They're they're still going to break curfew. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. <laughs> Ray, you're around this team as much if if not more than anyone. I mean, we we know the the Andy Reid era, the run pass ratio was not uh, what what we would have liked. Uh, does Chip Kelly look like he's going to run the ball? I mean, what's going on down there? I mean, is he running the? I, I've been hearing, you know, the the running backs are getting a lot of work. Does it, does he look like the type of guy who's going to run the ball half, you know, forty forty five percent of the time? Oh, more than that. Well, okay. I, I think the I think the I think the ratio that you saw with Andy is going to be flipped. I think it's going to be inverted. Wow. I mean, Andy Andy was like sixty forty pass mm-hmm. to run. Uh, I think you're probably going to see sixty forty run to pass here, um, mm. or close to it. You know that's that's the thing about Chip. I mean, folks, if folks had never really saw Oregon play and they only looked at the scores, you know, and you see them scoring 40, 50 points a game, putting up 400, 500, 600 yards, people draw the conclusion, wow, they must be throwing the ball all over the place, and they did. I mean, they 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 had that kind of offense basically by running the ball, uh, and I think that that they're going to be as similar to that this year. I think they're going to be a team that's going to run it more than throw it. I really do. Um, and when you've got what I think has a chance to be a really good offensive line and a running back with the quality of Shady McCoy with behind him a real promising young player in Bryce Brown and mm-hmm. a guy like Felix Jones who still has a lot of talent and I think can really help this team as a, as a role kind of player, um, I think they have the personnel to run the ball. And so Chip's going to be, I mean, that 
the read option is is really a uh, it's really a running it's really a running philosophy more than it is a passing philosophy. Uh and I think this is a team that's going to be for Eagles fans for the last 14 years have been used to a team that was pass pass pass. I think you're going to see a very different offensive approach. I mean Chip Kelly was a running coach, was a run first coach in college and I think he's going to be a run first coach in, in the NFL. So so uh right for 8 years Eagles uh, had the best quarterback in the division with McNabb. Uh, now they have the worst. In a quarterback-driven league, how good this, can this team be with uh, the the three that that are in front of us right now? Well, I, I think they've got they got to find that guy first. You know, they got mm-hmm. they got to figure out who it is, and then and then see how he runs this offense. That's you know that's that's I guess that's the first priority is. Is to make this offense work is they have to figure out who's going to who's going to be at the trigger and um, I, I think that I, I don't think Mike Vick is a really good fit for it you know I think Chip's going I think Chip's going to start that way just to see if he can run it and give him the chance I don't think it's going to work real well you know Chip wants a guy who's decisive and makes quick decisions that's not Mike he, he wants guys that are real secure with the ball that's not Mike. You know, he wants guys to get the ball out of their hands quick. That's not Mike. I mean, there's a, it seems like everything that Chip talks about wanting in his quarterback are things that that don't describe Mike Vick. But I think he's going to give. I think he's going to give him that first chance. Then I think it's going to go on to Nick Foles um, because he's the next he's the next guy in line. But I think before the year's out that he's going to he's going to go to the guy that he drafted, and that's going to be Matt Barkley. And he's going to see at that point if Barkley can be that guy. It's possible that it may not be any of those guys. And it could be that at the end of this year that Chip may go into next year's draft, which looks like a very quarterback-rich draft, and go looking for the guy that is going to be the guy. But I think by the end of the year, we're going to, you know, the roulette wheel will have spun over to Matt Barkley, and he'll have his chance to prove, you know, that he can run this offense. We certainly know that he'll understand it, and we certainly know that he's not going to be overwhelmed mentally because he's that smart a kid. And I think he already, based on what I can see, it looks like he's already got the playbook memorized. So mentally he'll be he'll mentally he'll be up to the task. The question is physically does he have the tools to succeed in the NFL? Last question, Ray, real quick. When this season's all said and done, I mean realistically, what 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 are we looking at record-wise with this team? I mean, you know, everyone likes to when the schedule schedule comes out, win loss, win loss, win loss. Realistically, what what can this team's record be at the at the high end? At the high end, I would say 8 and 8. I think mm-hmm. if they if they get if they win eight games if they if they get to eight and eight I think they will have done well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you were to ask me what do I think it's going to turn out to be I would say I would say six and ten. Um, I just think that you know they have to first of all they have to figure out who their quarterback is which is not going to be that easy to do. Um, and I think they have real questions even greater questions on defense. You know they're putting in a new system that the guys have to adapt to. I don't think that all of the personnel fits it all that well. And as we talked just a few minutes ago, I, I think they have major, major concerns in the secondary. Um, and there's just an awful lot of new elements and an awful lot of new pieces that have to be fitted into place in a not very long period of time. I just think it's – and Chip Kelly, the head coach, has to learn what it takes to, to win in the National Football League, and that's gonna, not going to happen overnight either. So with all of that in play here, um, even though the division I don't think is that great and their schedule probably isn't all that tough – I still think it's going to be a learning year more than an achieving year. So I would say I'm I'm going to say six and ten, and if they get to eight and eight, I think they will have done very well. 
Well, there you have it. Yeah. Well, Ray, we we thank you so much for coming on and joining us tonight. Uh, your 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 insight was was unbelievable. Uh, we really appreciate it. Check out Ray, uh, CSN Philly, uh, ninety four one WIP, uh, the Eagles Encyclopedia. Go get his book. He's uh, a wealth of knowledge, and we can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. It was my pleasure, guys. It was a pleasure joining you, and uh, let's all settle back and enjoy the season and wait for the trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. good. Thanks, right. Thanks, right. Take care, guys. Have a good See night. You Thank you. You too. Okay. You too. Bye bye. Ray Dinger joining us on the program tonight. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, you know, we're winding down now. I think Tom from Palmyra uh, is on the line. He, he can, can hold till next week because we only have a, a few more Let's minutes. Let's see, Tom, Ray, yeah. Eagles. But uh, thanks. You know, we'd like to thank Ray Dinger so much, so much for uh, joining us. Just a just a great guest. Uh, great insight, and you heard it here with the with any Eagles news you wanted to hear. I hope you heard it six and six and ten, uh, eight and eight, whoever happens. But uh, thanks, phone pack supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away eight 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 four five eight two nine two eight. Advocare Saturday Sewer Orthopedics Associates eight five six four two four eight eight six six and Integrated Play two six nine seven six zero three eight five seven. Uh, thanks again for listening tonight. We'd like to thank our intern, Chris, uh, also our uh, interns, Zach, Adam, and Mike and I. Uh, we will see you next week for another episode of the Matchup Zone. I got a million ways to get it. Shoes one. Hey, bring it back. Bring it back. Now double your money and make it stack. I'm on to the next one.